Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 16 of season 13 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are the often imitated, never duplicated. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played a girl bunny? (laughs) We're the original St. Louis Blues podcast. Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin'thatadelight.com and realtor Mike Burgoyne for once again proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the best blues-themed t-shirts at an unbelievably fair price. It is Thursday, January 25th, and we are streaming live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Friendster, OnlyFans, whatever. Uh, join our with the show on social media. Our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show this evening are, is, was, were, Jeff Ponder. Bill Day is on assignment. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about uh, the Blues do add Liut, Demetra, and Kachuk to the Blues Hall of Fame. And the Blues close out their Western road trip with three straight wins. And five members of the 2018 World Junior Classic Team Canada uh, are told to surrender to London Police. And coincidentally, five professional hockey players all leave their teams for mysterious reasons. <laughs> All that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Jeff, it's just you and I holding down the fort tonight. It is. And you know what? I'm going to do this right now. We're going on the fly. I just decided uh, we're going to have a giveaway tonight. Why not? Let's do it. Yes. We're starting a little late. What do I win? We're starting a little late. So, you know, let's make it up to our awesome listeners. And it's my fault. It is. You were, it is. You were in here waiting, good. and it was my fault, yeah. <laughs> I think I was here at 9.10, and it's like 9.45, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've you know. literally been sitting here all day for work. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to have to sit here anymore. Yeah, my apologies. It's just, I, you know, Thursdays is a kid night for me, so there's a lot going on here. And you Well, know, we more... came up with a strategy before the show that we should have come up with a long time ago for yeah. Thursday shows. Well, it wouldn't help tonight, go a little more smoothly. It You're right. Help. It would. I would have been. I would have been by myself. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I would have had Greg Hotard join me. Hotard twelves okay. in the chat there right now. Or Austin, wherever the hell he yeah, is. Yeah. Where? Where's our producer at? That's a good point. 
Uh, so let's see. Let me just tweet this right now. Uh, vamp for me a little. Kurt, tell me something. Uh, what happened this week? Oh, what happened this week? Let's see. Well, I was supposed to play in a uh, big pickleball tournament this coming Saturday in Springfield, Illinois. And uh, my partner hurt his back uh, a couple of days ago and uh, had to go to the hospital today because of it. So he told me, he goes, hey, you better find a find a sub for Saturday because I, uh, I cannot make it. So I was scrambling around today trying to find someone and called about uh, six, seven different guys. And uh, everyone's last minute, you know, it's hard to do. So uh, no one could make it. So I may have to uh, bow out of that tournament, which makes me sad that I cannot play in said tournament. It had been a 4-0 tournament, and I was looking forward to winning gold in that one. But oh, well, next time, maybe. Oh, well, it happens. <laughs> uh, hey, we have longer. Or are you good? <laughs> uh, I, I'm almost there. What are you uh, doing? Well, I'm wanting to tweet out the rules so we get people to jump in too. I don't want, although I should just make it open to these people listening right now because they're awesome and they're already here. Sure. But um, let's see. So, uh, and you'll win a prize. Okay. So, so I, it's on right. Twitter. I, I got to retweet this then. I'm huh? posting it right now on my Twitter page. Did you tag, uh, actually, tag the show? Tag LGB Radio. Tag me too so I can retweet it easily. And Kurt Price. And Thanks, we'll sir. tag Bill, even though that dickhead's not here. No, he's. Speaking of the allegations. <laughs> uh, I was I always want to tag Austin, but he never pops up for me. I know he's got a weird username. Why am I not seeing uh, the? Uh... It's coming now. Okay. All right. So we got a giveaway tonight. Very simple. Anybody who and I literally just came up with this. That's why I'm like on the fly doing this. <laughs> uh, very excited about it, as you can tell. Um, comment of the show. I will announce it by, let's say, 1030. Uh, give me your best comment in the YouTube or the Facebook chat, um, and uh, you win a prize. And grab this right here. Oh, boy. A options. Oh, boy. It's a goodie so bag. You will, get, you will get to choose between a St. Louis Blues yearbook. Nice. That's from uh, 2001, 2002. It, no, uh, 1997. <laughs> no, this year's yearbook or the giveaway from uh, Saturday. Nice. The Blues Hall of Fame uh, banner that they gave. So it's got Kachuk, Mitra, and Mike Leute there. So One of the best masks. Uh, yeah. And I'll show you. Let me tell you. I told you about a little work problem. Uh, for anybody watching right now live, you can see, you can see that I'm watching hockey right now. Well, when the World Juniors were going on, I had a very important work meeting, uh, and I didn't realize you could clearly see the glare behind me yep. on the TV that's in front of me. So I had somebody comment after, somebody very important in my company, say, hey, how's the game going? And I'm like, oh, shit, how does he? Oh, so <laughs> this provides the perfect solution. Watch this. Yeah. So he's going to hang the He's hanging the banner up right over the for those on the podcast. Yeah, that is. Boom. Yeah, you can't see it. So I literally, like, when I'm not doing the show, I'm going to do that every day just in case. <laughs> uh, Matt Harris in the uh, chat says, uh, I went ahead and set up the official LGB Radio Grinder account. Don't worry. So we got an early front runner thank you. for uh, comment of <laughs> thank the Thank you, show. Matt. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Harris. So wait, if it's a show grinder account, does that mean that all three of us have to be present when we meet with the other fella? What? <laughs> you know what? Grindr yeah, I know what is, it is, right? but why? Why would? Why would? Why would? Why would we? 
if it's a if if it's three people on the account, right. oh, that means that all three people would have to show no, up when they meet with no, the fella. I think I think one person could be representative of the whole the the group. I don't use the word. Which I don't hole? use the word whole. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, and hey, you know what? This this one right here, I'm loving. Uh, Justin Scott. I still think someone needs to buy Jeff his season tickets. He's 3-0 and with the Blues games this season. That is true. Yeah. They have played some good hockey when I'm in the building. Uh, latest was uh, this win against the Capitals, which we'll get into. But, uh, yeah, lucky me. And, and I'll tell you what, I my first game this season uh, was at December 16th. Uh, Hotar 12 was with me. Uh, we went and uh, saw the Blues beat the Stars in overtime on a Pareko overtime goal. I wore my Pareko jersey for the first time in – three years because I did not feel embarrassed about wearing it. And so he scores the game winner. Uh, they win the game. I go to another game. They win. I go the other night. He scores the game winning goal uh, shorthanded. So all three games I've worn my Pareko jersey. So apparently that is the luck. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Sorry, I was going to wait until you finished. It was itchy trigger finger. I accidentally hit it, actually. <laughs> That's truth. <laughs> no, you're good. I was pretty much done. Okay. You're good. Well, anyway, so we got a lot of hockey to talk about tonight. Um, so, again, best comment of the show by 1030. Uh, you will win your choice of the banner or the Blues yearbook. Nice. And, Kurt, I do have one saved for you as well. Right on. Yeah, I thought when, yeah. when you held it up, I was like, are you giving away my banner? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So what's funny is, um, so I'll admit, I, was, I, I had a, a couple beverages what? Saturday night. What? So, yeah, me, right? At a Blues At game? A blues game? No. I've seen you so I got a few up beverages in you on a Blues game. My, <laughs> right. I was with my buddy, and we got up. The game ended. You know, we watched the three stars. We go downstairs. Uh, we go to the bathroom. And as we're getting ready to leave, he's like, where's the bag? Because we had a bag of his banner, my banner, uh, they gave away some uh, the yearbooks. They actually give those away to us because we spent a certain amount of money in the uh, in the gift shop. And um, then uh, he also had bought a hat in the in the gift shop, so he had his other hat he had brought with him. And I'm like, shit, okay, yeah, like that's worth going back and looking because they already hit, they have it like roped off. You're not allowed to go back at a certain point. I just went under the rope. Oh. I go up there. There's there's I know you went I under know. the rope. I what? did. I went under the velvet rope. Are you welcome back Enterprise um, now? Yeah, never allowed back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, I ended up um, going back under the rope. There's a guy, like, already in there cleaning the section. He just gives me this look. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, and I looked at him. I go, dude, I'm sorry. I forgot my bag. Like, it's under my seat. I'm, I'll just get that and go. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And as I'm walking back down, he comes over. And he hands me three more banners. And he goes, you want these? I just found them. And I'm like, "Wow, hell, yeah. So that's, I made away with the uh, five banners on them. You know, every that's okay. I, I I wonder how many giveaways are actually left in the seats. I, I, a banner maybe is easier to leave behind. I'd imagine bobbleheads are not, but uh, no. Yet I wonder. Surely there are some, always some giveaways left. I bet you there's even some bobbleheads. Twelve thousand bobbleheads yep. given away, or what? Eight thousand, whatever it is. Surely one's left or two's left. Yeah, got to be. Yep. Uh, Keith Price says he is. Uh, that's your brother, it is, Keith it is. Price, who I now know and is now my favorite. Price. Um, <laughs> he said, 
except Carey Price, of course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, your long lost Canadian. My long, yeah, my initial uh, Eskimo <laughs> brother, initial person, whatever that is. <laughs> Eskimo that, brother. Because we, because we have the same initials. <laughs> oh, is that what it, Eskimo I don't think that's what Eskimo brother is. Let, let, let's, let's make it that way. Uh, so he says, I'm one for one versus the Rangers. So I saw Keith at that game and it was funny. Yeah. The minute I walked up, yeah. I was like, you're Kurt's brother. Like I could tell because, uh-huh. you, you know, Gene Poole's very small in your family. And <laughs> yeah, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's the same as mine. It's basically a family tree is a, it doesn't fork. So yeah. Yeah. That's the same as mine. My brother looks just like <laughs> me too. He says all the time, like he said, literally had a one guy come up to him at his job. Didn't even know who he was. Didn't know his last name and was like, are you related to Jeff Ponder? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I play hockey against that guy. And it's like, I didn't even tell him my name. And I'm like, dude, look at us. Come on. But anyway, <laughs> it was funny because I was with my nephew. And my nephew, you know, he knows I do the podcast. But he doesn't know how big we are, you know, or how small we are. We're huge. You say it. We're huge. Yeah. And so your brother comes up and stops me and talks to me for a little bit. I introduce him to Aiden, my, my nephew, Aiden. And then we start to walk away and he's just, he gives me this look and I'm like, what? And he's like, someone recognized you at the blues game. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, I, you know, I'm like, I used to be media and I, you know, I run the blues podcast that, you know, has been around forever. I'm like, yeah, every now and then I get recognized. And he's like, I didn't know you were so famous. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks for the confidence boost, but I'm really not. Yeah, it's so f- Isn't it weird when that happens? It makes you feel so weird. Like I was at Centerized Brewery that one time and, uh, uh, I'm sitting at the bar and Amy is to my left and the guy sitting to Amy's left whispers to Amy. He goes, is that Kurt Price <laughs> <laughs> from Let's Go Blues Radio? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, OK, I thought that was him. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, yeah. And so, um, no, I'm with I'm with you. There was one time at um, I was just at Sam's getting gas. And I saw a guy, I think originally he saw my Let's Go Blues Radio bumper <laughs> sticker. And I saw him kind of look at that. And then he looks over at me. And he just goes, first he just goes, ponder. I look over and, you know, obviously I play a lot of hockey in the area. I've worked in a lot of places. So I just like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? You know, because I don't know this guy, but I'm, clearly he knows me. And he's just like, love the show. And I'm like, oh, you're a listener. And he's like. Yeah, show's great. You guys are awesome. And I'm like, thank you. And I luckily had some stickers in my car, gave them to him and very nice man. But yeah, it was it was very weird to just be like, you know, it was it was, you know, 10 a.m. I'm standing and it's cold. I got this big coat on. I'm just I just need to get back in my car. And I got this guy talking to me about my fucking podcast that I do for fun, you know, basically. It's it's a weird. It's it's yeah, it's so strange. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh all right so uh official beers of episode number 447 seven seven uh you can follow each of us on the untapped app my handle is price 12 jeff's at j ponder 94 bills is billy blue note 33 uh i will go first since that's the way we're doing it and um i think it'd be hard pressed to f- have a uh, lower abv than this one tonight uh well 4.2 that's not crazy low but it's low okay that's a simple mick ultra going i'm not going fancy tonight just going simple not bad i you know what it's i mean there are few beers that are better than the mick ultra after a round of golf 
after a hockey game. Just gotta say that is my golf after year. after yeah after I mean after a, you exert, after a marathon, you know a half five k whatever. I mean uh, the the it's it's a it's a tasty beer for those moments especially. I don't remember what course it was. It was a while ago, but I remember being at a course and they had like a bunch of Schlafly products, which clearly I love. Uh, they had stuff from like Boulevard. They had a huge beer selection. And I still ordered like six Mick Ultras for our cart. And my buddy was like, aren't you a beer snob? And I'm like, yeah, but we're on the golf course. Like yeah. there's nothing better than a Mick Ultra. Yeah. I can't think course. of anything worse than like a big, heavy stout on the golf course. Oh, Ugh. no, absolutely no, not. No, 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 <laughs> hey, there's, there's a, yeah, there's, there's, there are, there are situational pairings for beers. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, so mine, I believe, is one that I've not ever had on the show. I don't know if you've had it, but it's phenomenal. I have not. I saw your picture uh, earlier. It, I have not seen it. I've not had it's it. uh, Blue Wood Brewing, <laughs> and I don't know. Is this a local brewery? It says Benton Park. Benton. So there's more than I, one Benton Park, though. Right. So I don't know if it's here or somewhere else, but it's called, which I love this name, Bananas and Blow. <laughs> Uh, Bavarian style wheat ale, and it literally, ah, as I ah, said on Twitter, oh, yeah, sorry, it, it yes, it is. It's, it's on Cherokee Street. It's here, yeah, Cherokee Street. All right, Blue Wood Brewing. I knew that. I knew that. Time. I I see the logo. I'm like, yes, I knew they were there. I just didn't. I didn't, didn't click in my head at the time. Yeah, Blue Wood. I've Brewing. never. I've never. I've never heard of them. And I've I've had this beer a couple times, but it wasn't until this time I noticed. Oh, Benton Park. Yep. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go check you out, Blue Wood Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Keith Price, like milk on a hot day, bad choice, talking about the, <laughs> the bad beer. Yeah. And then uh, uh, more that girl, uh, Amy, uh, says, uh, yes, Bluewood is local. And Kurt has been there. <laughs> Kurt has been. I have been there. Well, you know what? Yep. I've been to a lot of beeries, right? And I just, you can't, I Bluewood, blue it, okay. <laughs> I have no excuses. <laughs> I'm <gonna> try <laughs> I have no, I have been there. We've all been there, Kurt. I, 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 I don't even know what that means. I'm not even, I'm looking at the pictures now. I'm like, um, have I? Well, I'm looking at the pictures. That's nice. Holy crap. It's like a, well, it's like a shit. smoker's like lounge. It out. looks nice. I've been here. I'm looking. I see. I don't recall being here. The Baked Beaver, friend of the show, says uh, that's a Ween song. I did not know that. Um, that that band. Have you ever actually sat and listened to Ween, Kurt? No, I don't think so. They are something. They are something. <laughs> um, that's a, a detailed analysis. <laughs> I will just say I'm not a fan, but they put out stuff that is so fucking weird that I'm just like, I guess this is in someone's music taste. <laughs> like some of the songs are like comical, but I don't know if they're like meant to be comical. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Bluewood Brewing and these pictures online, and this is a really nice, cool looking brewery. You've been there, apparently. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> Allegedly, I don't it's a brewery. You know, a lot happens in a brewery. You drink in a brewery. I may not have remembered this brewery. That's true. Good point. I forgot to remember. <laughs> it, it could have been a. I don't know. I could have been with a group of people, and it could have been late. I could have been like a just riding along with some people. And said, let's go to Bluewood. Okay, where are we going? I don't know. Walk in. Uh, that. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. I'm, That's how I am when I'm out of town. Usually in St. Louis, I have destinations in mind. Hmm. Well, but 
I, I recommend it based on the pictures alone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I think this is the only beer I've ever had from them, and I love well, it. This it, is, I think, my third now, time getting is it. Is it, 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 it taste like? Does it have bananas, the flavor? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's a strong banana flavor, and it's like that heavy kind of lagerish Bavarian style. Okay. And so it's just, it, it's very good. Every, it's, it's very refreshing. Every single banana beer I've had, I've loved. Every single yeah, one. Yeah, me too. And, and you know what's funny is I love bananas, but there's a ton of like banana flavored stuff that I hate. Well, it just doesn't taste. Yeah, right. like banana, but banana like, candy. The beer is good. Banana candy, I don't like. They all all taste the yeah, same. Yeah, the Laffy Taffy. I mean, it, it's got a Ugh. very familiar taste, but it doesn't necessarily taste like bananas. It's like off. Yeah, it's agreed. like watermelon candy. It's like yeah, a little bit, but it's like off. Yep. <sighs> okay, that was a nice tangent. Mm-hmm. Blue and Brewing. If you'd like to sponsor Little School Blues Radio, contact us at <laughs> blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Ra- or radio at, Wait, Les- radio at letschoolblues.com. <laughs> or info at letschoolblues. It's radio. It's radio. It's radio. Yeah. It's radio at letschoolblues.com. <laughs> or Kurt at letschoolblues.com. Yeah, or Jay Ponder. Yeah, or give us your, your Gmail address. It's Jeff at. Oh, Jeff I at Let's Go Blues. Jeff at Let's Go Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Not Let's Go Blues Radio.com. Let's Go Blues.com. Right. right. Uh, so the St. Louis Blues have added Mike Lute, Pavel Demetra, and Keith Kachuk to the St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame officially. Uh, Lute, Kachuk, and Demetra's families uh, all dropped the initial puck for the home game against the Capitals, in which Jeff was in attendance. As was Bill. As was Bill. Uh, Demetra's wife was very appreciative of the blues and the city of St. Louis. She was interviewed, uh, by like everyone. Uh, yeah. After that happened. Yeah. I think so. So, uh, having been in the media, which I know I never talk about, um, I will tell you that typically what they do, uh, is like, they'll, they'll have like, um, you know, they'll have her do the stuff before the game. And then like halfway through the intermission, they'll make a, a, a um, announcement that oh such and so who just dropped the puck before the game will be available for interview at the first intermission or whatever and so then that's when like you get the huge group of people you know that that kind of go up and just talk I remember we did it with a friend of the show Jincy Dunn uh, when she had scored the big goal in the under was it the under eighteens um, and uh, she. I remember her just like you could tell how overwhelmed she was just have like this swarm of reporters. And um, and so that's I'm, I think that's what happened. And I think also I think she stuck around for like a day or two after and did a bunch more like special interviews. It was just the bell of the ball, basically, which she should be. She watching the video of her with uh, when Keith Kachuk called her and told her about it. And then, you know, all the stuff I've seen since her dropping the puck and, and her kids with her. They seem like such humble and amazing people and just so blown away by the way they were treated by the city of St. Louis. And I think it just was kind of a nice reminder. I don't know how often she's come back to St. Louis, her and Pavel, uh, before he passed. But I think it was just kind of a nice reminder for her, like, oh, yeah, Pavel is fucking loved here. Yeah, well, and she, and, and she said and that his, yeah, she said his, his uh, favorite years playing in the NHL were here. I don't know if that was lip service for the for the local fans watching the broadcast, well, but you think think about the rest of his career. Oh, I mean, his, his um, best years were Ottawa. Here. His best years were here. Ottawa was you know nothing. He he was never given a chance LA. there. And then you know L.A., Minnesota, Vancouver, LA. like 
L.A. Uh, and Vancouver. <laughs> you don't get to use those two back-to-back very often. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he was still good in those games or in those uh, those places. But, yeah, I mean, in St. Louis, not only was he at, his, at the top of his career, the Blues were a damn good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to uh, discuss the Blues' recent games uh, on this uh, West Coast trip where they finished strong. Uh, after this uh, commercial break, you're listening to Kurt and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rockin' That Ideal Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, slim plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost. Lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockinthatidealife.com to get started and remember to email Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockinthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so we offer special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Uh, hey, back from break. Uh, I just wanted to mention uh, the Baked Beavers comment here, something we should have mentioned. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Kurt. Hmm. He says it was neat to see the couple in Lake Ozarks, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, ah, yeah. give uh, Miss Dimitra the 2002 All-Star jersey yeah. back to her. So it was actually the jersey he wore yeah. in the 2002 All-Star uh, game. That was really cool, and I, I was happy to see that. I'm sure that was a very sentimental moment for her and her kids. Yeah, I think that was shared on social media. Uh as yeah. well. So, and yeah, I think I think that was one of those things that happened after the fact. I think yeah. it happened on Sunday or maybe in, after the game on Saturday. I'm not sure, but very cool to see. Twelve minutes remaining in the contest for a comment of the show. Eleven minutes. True. Eleven minutes. Remember, just give us comment of the show and you win. That's all you got to do. Just be clever or funny or insightful or make fun of Bill Day. Vulgar. Like, whatever you want to do. Vulgar, vulgar, vulgar always works. Um, 
Yeah. Whatever. Not racist. I do have a front runner right now. I'm not going to say what, but right now we do already have a front okay. runner. All right. Um, are any people not eligible in this? <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> you and I. And me. Okay. Yeah, you're you're picking the winner, correct? You, you're uh, I mean, yeah. I will gladly take uh, any uh, insight you have. You, you know what? I, it's this is. You can feel free to share who you think the winner should be when the winner is announced, yeah, but, if you'd like to. And if you want me to sign off on it, I'll be like, yeah or nay, but it doesn't matter. Your son or your son, your your brother <laughs> knows his way into my heart. Uh, Norm McDonald reference here, or so the Germans would have us believe. <laughs> God, that is, that is it, it, we'll get back to the show, a quick tangent. That is something I've been doing the last, God, probably six months, randomly going on YouTube, just typing in Norm McDonald and watching oh. one of oh. either from his show, from SNL, from it, his stand-up, from an interview, just watching him do something ridiculous. It'd be my favorite, I think, is when he was on The View and he was apologizing for something he said. He was so inconsiderate and such a dick. But he did it in a way that the view hosts actually believed him. But anyone who watches Norm McDonald's like he's not being sincere. <laughs> you you heard why he was fired from SNL, right? Because uh, because he uh, oh, he uh, went he, oh yeah he made fun of uh, OJ uh, OJ Simpson like a lot yeah. like he would nonstop yeah and he was good friends with Lorne Lorne Michaels yeah. He was, yeah, Lord Michaels uh, was was friends with O.J. Simpson, and I assume still is. I don't know, but but yeah, and uh, it was funny because uh, the like the the Saturday Night Live episode after O.J. was found uh, not guilty, uh, Norm McDonald, <laughs> uh, Norm McDonald said uh, on the the uh, the news there on, on SNL, he goes, and uh, this and uh, this just in. Uh, murder now legal in California. <laughs> yes, that's a great one. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, the Baked Beaver says the All Star jerseys are a joke, right? You know what? Oh yeah, we didn't. We don't have that in our notes. No, we don't. Let's we should discuss that very quickly. Yeah. I am not a fan. I, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I kind of. I kind of like them a little bit, but I really want to see them on the ice because for me, most of the time, if I just see a jersey by itself, I'm like, I hate that. But if I see it on the ice, I'm like, oh, it works when it's on the ice, full gear. Uh, it looks different. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. But I, I think I probably like them. If you say you don't like them, I probably like them a little more than you do. I I well, um, I will say you're right on that. Um, the biggest one for me that I always go back to is the Winnipeg Jets baby blue with the Jets just written in cursive. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. Yeah. And then when I saw it on the ice, I'm like, holy shit, that looks incredible. Yeah. So the, you know what these look? You're right. I, when uh, 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 AJ uh, from Teal Town, USA, right? He he. First time I saw this, he shared them right away before I had seen them yet, and I saw them on social media, and I said they look like. Uh, hot dog condiments. Something you put like the, the jerseys look like something you put on a hot dog. They just like the bright yeah. red, bright yellow, bright white. It's like onions, mustard, ketchup. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we were here. There was a couple of memes going around. 
like Doritos bags or Rockstar energy drinks. Yeah, it was. I saw the meme going around that was like, um, friend, uh, you can copy my homework, but make it look a little different. <laughs> and it was like it matched up perfectly with Doritos bags and Rockstar energy drinks. <laughs> have Have they seen? Have they shown the pictures of the back, the backs of the jerseys? I haven't seen because them. I've just seen. Oh wait, no, I, I do them. see. I see the. Uh, ooh, oh, the names under the numbers. What? Oh God! What? Why never change that? I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's just bad. like what they tried to put numbers in the front. Stop! Just don't change that aspect of it. It never looks good. They terrible, and it's like got a black oval around it, almost like it's like a social media name, almost like our names under the boxes here, but. It's, I, like if you make them round, it's weird. I hate that aspect. The name under the number. That's insanely stupid. I don't care if you're trying to do something. Oh, something different, something cool. No, there's a reason why things work and some and some things don't. This uh, this yep. That the back is ter- terrible. 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 Uh okay. So I so I so you don't like them, front or back. I. I'm I'm okay uh, with the front. You're pro- you're probably right. I need to see him on the ice. I'm, yeah. Because I don't it's not like an atrocity like the the terrible flames not understanding how stripes work <laughs> and like the red wings just making the same fucking jersey over and over and over. You don't want to like that I don't, I, oh, I don't need to see that shit on the ice to know I hate it. These I might need to see. So let's 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 uh circle back on that as they say in the business world. We will talk about it after the All Star Game. Okay. Uh, well, here, let me let me put it up on screen here real quick. Uh, NHL All Star Jersey. Let's see. Oh, no, it's Men's Fanatics. There we go. Let's share that and put that up for the viewers. Yeah. So there's what I mean by the name under the numbers. Yeah. Oh, terrible. I do hate that. That no matter what, I will hate that. But the fronts, I don't, I just, I don't like, they look like practice jerseys to me. They, you know, they look like, uh, they look like kids' jerseys, like, a, yeah. like something like a, for a grade school team or something. It's oh. a, the, the, I don't know. I mean, I, it might work. I mean, it really depends on the pants and the helmets and the gloves and everything. But we'll see. I mean, I've seen worse yep. jerseys, much worse. I've had better. Just about, I've had better. 90% of, I've had better. Just about ninety-eight percent of roller hockey jerseys you see today are worse than this. So, well, and I, I from what I heard, like some of the, so uh, as Keith Price mentions, the jerseys were designed in collaboration with Drew House, the fashion brand co-founded by global superstar Justin Bieber. Um, and he's got quite the hockey Didn't he do this tie-in. Before? Obviously, this, that, yeah, he did a Maple yeah, Leafs jersey. They, yeah, okay, yeah, which um, I didn't, which I didn't really care for that either. No, I didn't either. Um, but so I, I get trying to do the tie-in with Bieber. You know, same thing with the NFL, trying to bank off Taylor Swift. You know, so I totally get it. But and, I, and from what I heard from, uh, I don't know if it was him or his agency or whatever, I did hear somewhere that he tried to basically make the old conference jerseys from the early '90s, but make them look like modern jerseys. <laughs> That's kind of the idea he went. And I'm like, uh, I don't see that. Like, I guess I kind of get it with the stars around the sleeves and stuff, but I just, yeah, it went a whole different direction. It, yeah, I, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I would love a, a throwback to those jerseys from the 80s, like when the game was here in St. Louis. That, those are great, great jerseys. But, yeah. you know, this ain't it. You know, you, you can get a whole hell of a lot closer uh, to those jerseys without being those jerseys than this than this stuff. Why not just remake those jerseys? Yeah, or with, I just I love you could you could remake those jerseys with a modern look and have it look almost exactly the same, but you can tell it's modernized on a you know for the jersey. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Uh, the Blues bounced back against the Capitals. Uh, well, the Blues lost to the Capitals uh, five to two. Um, for the third straight game uh, under Bannister, the Blues have lost uh, for the first time. So, if that makes sense, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, I kind of read that sentence backwards. Um, they lost they, the Blues lost their third straight <laughs> the for the time first time under, under Bannister. Bannister. <laughs> uh, Oshie had a hat trick um, in this game after not netting a whole lot of goals against the Blues in previous games. Uh, Walker scored two for Saint. He was on it this he was. game. Um, and vintage Oshi, that first one, right? He just he steals the puck, kind of dangles, and then shoots from his knees, basically uh, top corner. And it's like, ah, oh, man, that's, yeah. just vintage Oshi. Walker scores two for St. Louis. Uh, Blues just didn't have it. Twenty shots on net. Sloppy D. PK essentially gives up three goals in this game. Uh, Lindgren, very good in this game. I thought, oh, unbelievable yeah. in this game. Um, he's. He's having a great season. Uh, I was on the Puck Podcast last week, and I I mentioned uh, we talked about we did like uh, first half award winners. Um, I didn't give him the Vezina, but I feel like he at least deserved consideration because he was his numbers are insane and uh, good for him for for coming into Capital uh, uh, Washington and basically stealing that job from Darcy Kemper. Um, I know Bill kind of hates seeing that because I know he wanted to hold on to him, but. I think the Blues yeah. are doing pretty well for themselves uh, no, in that I, right yeah, now. Without I him. agree. I mean, I like what we have now. I would not want Lindgren as opposed to either of what we have right now. Um, yeah. One minute remaining in the uh, comment of the show. Well, well, we'll say after this game. After this we'll segment? talk about this game, and then we will yeah, well, then we'll, we'll announce on a winner. So we'll give you maybe another couple minutes here. Um, shots in this game. Well, so uh, I, you want to talk about Justin Falk? You were not a fan of his in this game? Uh, just a little stuff. Justin Falk, I think, since coming back from injury, and, and, and we'll talk later, he is back out, uh, at least for a game. Uh, he has looked awful. Uh, since coming back from injury. I said that on Twitter. Somebody else responded and said uh, he's looked bad all season. Uh, Not going to argue that. I don't think he's been bad. I don't think he's looked like Justin Falk all season. No. He has been right. bad since coming back yes. from injury. Yes, correct. He's been worse lately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I do not like him with Krug. I think those two... Early in the season, they were okay, but I feel like they just are not playing well off each other. Um, when Falk was out and they put Kessel with Krug and they've put them back together now, that looks like an awesome pairing. I know Krug's had his issues this week, but um, I, I have loved that pairing together. I think keep Falk and him apart. Uh, I thought in this game, Nick Letty looked really bad. Uh, there was constant times where he was just in no man's land and, and the, he just wasn't blocking passing lanes. I hate Nick Letty on the penalty kill. Personally, I think he's a good trans. His best game is transition. You're not transitioning much in, when you're shorthanded, even though the blues have scored a lot of goals shorthanded. I just don't like him on the PK. He's not a passing lane guy. He's not a body up guy. 
That's the kind of guys. That's why Robert Portuzo was so valuable on the PK because he was a guy, big body, could block the passing lanes, could block shots. I just don't see that with Nick Letty. Um, and and again, in this game, we'll talk later. Uh, they did improve over the week. Special teams, I thought, was rough for the Blues in this game. I think if they score one on one of their five power plays, this is a much different game. And at this point, the power play continued, even though there's they've had a couple games they scored two goals. At this point, it was still glaring how bad the Blues special teams have been. Not just power plays, but the the PKs have not looked good. Uh, Ovechkin had multiple chances in this game on the power play, and and I'm I know he is a world class goal scorer, and if not the one of the best goal scorers of all time. Who's that? And oh, this guy named Ovechkin. I have um, heard of him. Yeah. Um. You know, and I know that we everyone says like. How does he keep scoring from the same exact fucking spot all the time? But it is annoying when you see him just left wide open. And it's at least get a guy in the lane to where it's at least hard to get him the puck. And I thought Bennington played uh, this game very well for the most part. Um, And just, again, the special teams really let him down. Uh, Shots in this game were 26 to 20 for Washington. Only 20 shots on goal for the Blues. Uh, Bennington stopped 21, 25. Uh, you mentioned the blues being over five on the power play. Washington was two for four. So when you're, when your special teams aren't getting it done and the other teams uh, or your power play is not getting it done and the other team, uh, is converting, uh, on half their chances, uh, yeah. you're probably going to lose this game. I mean, you, uh, just a one goal swing. If you go one for five and Washington goes one for four completely different ball game here. So again, like you look at the special teams and I think in this game specifically, you can say special teams let them down in this game. Uh, the blues have moved up a little bit uh, in the standings as far as power play percentage goes. Uh, recently. They've had some good games recently. They've, uh, yeah. The, the, the last uh, about their last 20 uh, power plays are about 30%. So uh and they're up, they're up to a 14.2% now, which is good for 27th out of the 32 teams. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it was better than the, what was it? Like six or 7% for a while, a good chunk into the season. Yeah. So it's, yep. uh, it, it, I mean, the last 20 power plays, that's, you know, that's significant. So um, we'll see if that, that trend can continue. Uh, and it does improve as we, as we talk about the, the other games here. Uh the did you want to announce a giveaway of the uh, the comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm reviewing a few right now that I've not officially read. So um, okay. let me uh, let me do that a little bit. I don't know if you have some that you want to at least mention as honorable mentions. You can go ahead and do that. I think they're all terrible, but uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> they are. They're all horrible. <laughs> uh, there was one that I liked. It was early on. What was that? Um, let's see. Um, I, I do like winning unlimited here. I'd play better hockey if I had a shiny Chrome helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here's one that says Kurt is right. Um, that's, 
that's got to be common on the show. Matt Harris. <laughs> well, that's your winner right there, right? <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, oh, Maria Adams, which uh, that might be a new a live new. listener. Maria says, my husband has gotten very sick of me lately celebrating and saying Shen's goals are Shen-sational. So naturally, I've said it even more. I love that comment because I do the exact same thing with my wife uh, all the time. Um, that's the sign of a good marriage every- right there. Size okay. Find out what annoys the your spouse and just prod that right. Thanksgiving night, it's (laughs) it's a tradition now. Thanksgiving night, uh, we go to my so we go see her parents during the day, and then my parents, uh, my mom at night, and then we come home. And minute we walk in the door, I start with, "So you want to put the tree up?" or (laughs) and I will do that until the tree is up. (laughs) Like I will do it every ten minutes and. She'll be like, no, I'm tired. We're not doing it tonight. And I'm like, okay. Ten minutes later, so you want to put the tree up? And no, I'm tired. She, We're not doing it tonight. How often hear, I hear that a lot, that? too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I like this one from the Baked Beaver. I don't know what the context was, but it's perfect. <laughs> Kurt, there was contact. Challenge the play. It doesn't go back to that argument we had about uh, goal interference. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a callback. <laughs> that's, that's what we call in the business a callback. Call right. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. I, you know, and that's what uh, I appreciate about the, uh, the uh, our regular listeners is that they will call back uh, things oh, from that's previous what shows. You appreciate that's what about our regular. That's what listeners? I appreciate about them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got a good, uh, insightful comment here from Justin Scott. Sods, Shen, and Neighbors have been very fun to watch. My buddy always says we have no depth, but I think guys like Sod and Neighbors have done their best. I agree Man, with that. Neighbors has been uh, again, so unbelievable. Just great. Just great. Uh, Keith Price, I'll allow you in the running if you promise not to give anything to your brother. Uh, of course, the or so the Germans would have us believe <laughs> that, of course, uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, but I I don't know. I'm still looking. Uh, any more from you, Kurt, that you saw? Uh, let's see. There's well, some recent ones here. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? Um, again, I think they're all pretty bad, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I don't know what this is in context to, but, uh, I like it out of context along with Will Arnett and Michael Buble. It's <laughs> <laughs> about the captains. They're having celebrity captains ah, for the, uh, okay. all-star game. Yeah. Uh, all right. There is one that I saw and, uh, I know this person is going to be very excited. Is, is this, um, is this it? Trying to find is this the winner? It. Yeah, I've got the winner. All right. It was one of my front runners early, and uh, I'm going to go with it. But uh, I'm having trouble finding it right now. Don't have to again. Uh, give me a minute. Should I throw up a weird comment? Uh, then uh... here it is. Yeah. Got it. Congratulations to my friend Hotard Twelve. Uh, he <laughs> says running the show tonight is Elton John and Adam Rippon. <laughs> nice, perfect. Nice. I mean, I don't. Adam is very. Uh, he's very clean shaven, but I think he's going with the fact that. I'm still wearing my work clothes and my hair looks nice. Uh, so yes, uh, Hotard 12, you are the proud winner. I usually would say at this point, contact us on social media. You have my number. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you want. Do you want the banner? Or do you want the yearbook? See, I think to congratulations. To, and thank you to everyone yes. for participating. These kind of things are always fun. I think we should try to do these kind of things more often. Yeah, just give away more uh, of your stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, who wants this? Uh, $300 frame of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup newspaper, you know? <laughs> Our fr- is, give that away. Why not? The framing cost just obs- obscene. 
Oh my god! So, so I bad. think I've told this on the so show. Awful. We literally, so we bought this house. Uh, I mean, we we found out we were getting it uh, when the Blues were playing Game One of the Western Final. We moved in. I think it was a week after the Blues won, and the cup. And uh, I told my wife, I'm like, just so you know, because you know we got some money back at closing. I was like, just so you know, that's all going into Blues memorabilia. <laughs> and she laughed. And I'm like, you should stop laughing because it's true. So I got this one framed over here. I got another one over here. The Bozak, what a trip. I uh, bought a bunch, you know, my Stanley Cup here. Like, I did. I really did blow a bunch of money on memorabilia. But I told her, I'm like, first cup, I have to do it. Sure. I, I spent a lot of money on stuff, too. And I'm like, why not? You know, I mean, yeah, I'll eat later. Mm-hmm. Um, this that's what I said. I was like, you and Shay can eat later. This this <laughs> is funny. It is true. It's spot on. That Keith Price line feels like it's from a deleted scene in Clue. The yes, as the Germans would have you believe. <laughs> My favorite line in cinema is in that movie. Don't you know this is a free country? I didn't know it was that free. <laughs> flames, <laughs> flaming, flames, flames. Flames everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great movie. Get on with it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) The line from a movie, but sure, get on with the show, too. Uh, So the Blues did have the uh, second of the back-to-back against Washington. They did bounce back against the Capitals, winning 3 to nothing, uh, powered by a Jordan Bennington shutout. Uh, I coming into this game, you can't lose back to back games to Washington. I mean, not that they were, you know, at the time they were ahead of us in the standings. They, they might still be, I don't know, but, uh, you know, losing back to back when you need points against a team that you, with a good game, you could have beat the first time. And with a good game, they did beat this time. So, um, shut out by Bennington. Didn't have to do much in this game. Power play goal in this game for the Blues, which was nice to see. Beautiful redirection off the point uh, of a point shot by uh, uh, by Thomas. Uh, uh, that was uh, a goal by uh, Neighbors. Neighbors, yeah, yeah. Neighbors, neighbors the, beautiful Thomas tip. And, shot and great read from Thomas, like mm-hmm. knowing to just put that through traffic yeah. and it would find. Yeah, because through. Thomas doesn't shoot on net to score from the point. No, that's not. He never does that. No, uh, you know that was for a deflection. Yeah, and in this game, too, um, you know, not a lot of shots. You know, like you said, 29-18 for St. Louis. Uh, Bennington did not have to be great, but he did make some really great saves. Uh, he had one. There was a backdoor chance. I believe it was end of the second period on the power play on Ovechkin uh, that he made a just a fucking monster save on. At that point, I'll admit, I looked at my buddy uh, as we were at the game together, and I looked at him and I said, um, you know what I'm thinking. I'm not going to say it, but that's a save right there that usually leads to what we don't want to say. And he just nodded and he goes, say no more. Let's not even talk about it again. And yeah. I'm like, yep. And for those who don't know, that means you don't talk about a shutout before it happens. Nope. So, yeah. Um, it was funny because I did hear the word like behind my left shoulder at one point. Uh, I heard somebody who say does that? it. And I like, it was one of those like somebody said like, you know, the C word or something. And you're like, huh? (laughs) I like look back and I was like, who the fuck said that? (laughs) Uh, Do you think fans in general, do you think that stems from like the people who know that, that superstition, do you think that stems from people who played or do you think everyone 
knows that superstition. I think it comes from people who play. I think so too. I think I, I think it's from people who know goalies, you know? Right. Like goalie it stemmed from goalies saying, like, don't put that idea in my right. head. And so the players started saying, okay, we won't say it. Players are obviously fans as well. So then the fans started picking up on it. Now it's global. Well, and that's my thought. Yeah. And, you know, uh, former players become fans, you know, uh, uh, former players at all levels, you know, uh, all the way down to rec and men's leagues, you know, just, and then you become, and you're fans too. So you, you carry that superstition from when you're a player over to being a fan. You don't say the word shutout when one's going on. Although if the other goalie has a shutout going on, you're more than happy to say it. Right. Oh, I, that's my favorite thing to do. Like I even have a, a buddy. Nice shutout well, you got I, going there. Yeah. I'll say I have a lot of friends, uh, you know, that, that play goal and every now and then I'll have to face off against them. And every time they, even like early in the, and it'll be like first period. And it's like, you know, 10 minutes into the game, I'll skate by the net and I'll just go shut out. <laughs> shut up, ponder. <laughs> nice shut up. She got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and uh, so, and the shorthanded goal by Pareko on a two and one rush wrist shot uh, beats him glove side off the post. It was a nice shot, but this is a shot he should have. Uh, oh, the beauty of that goal though. I love that goal. Not because of the shot because of the breakup on the play. Um, there was a scramble in the far boards from the telecast. Um, and some, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the Capitals tried to feed it back over, I believe it was to Ovechkin, who was, if not for Pareko, wide yep. open on the far boards, yep. on the uh, near boards. And uh, he, they threw it in the air. Perfect play to, like, not get it picked off. And Pareko right there, stick up, yep. caught it right in motion as it was probably – two feet off the ice mm -hmm. and then clear lane to the net with one other guy. I remember who the guy was on his, on his left, but you know, he had another player with them two on one perfectly executed. Again, I agree. That's a shot. Mm -hmm. The goalie should have, but still to be able to pick that pass off, lead the rush, just know to go, just go North, just move. And that's what he did. Put it on net. Beautiful goal. And again, ends up being the game. One another shorthanded goal for the blues. Yep. The shorthanded goals yep. and this season have been bonkers. It's yeah, we will uh, we will talk more about shorthanded goals as uh, the night continues. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just uh, and again, I you know, and I thought Lindgren played for except for that goal. I thought he played very well, um, and the Blues really had to work for their goals, and uh, it was nice to see. And I think that was something I kind of mentioned a couple weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, is this team starting to form an identity? hard-working team that is going to make any team in the league piss their pants uh, because they just, they're relentless. They're, and I hate to use that word because that, you know, clearly is a peruby word, but still, uh, just a, a team that will work hard and uh, not let you get easy victories on them, even though we've seen some this year. For the most part, they don't go away and they keep fighting. Uh, St. Louis was one for two on the power play. Washington was 0 for three. So special teams playing a role. Uh, and so the Blues then played, uh, where are we at here? I lost my, lost my spot. Uh, Calgary. Calgary. Uh, incredible. Four to three comeback win uh, with a late goal uh, against Calgary from Brandon Saad. Uh, so they were down three to one over halfway through this game. And it's it's been fun to watch the Blues come back in some of these games this season. They've had a number of multi-goal comebacks. 
Um, they came back in this game with a goal, uh, goals from Shen late in the second. Uh, and then Kairou got his 13th, uh, almost seven minutes into the third to uh, tie the game. And then Saad scores the goal that had no business going in. I still don't know how this goal went in. Was it, I, the, I mean, there, there was a stick check on the shot. Uh, Might have like changed direction a little bit right when he shot it uh, off the yeah, post. And Markstrom in. had, Markstrom had a great game. He did. And I was like, that one went in. That was the one. Yeah. I agree with you. I Well, and, and some goalies will even tell you, and I think Bill's one of them, that shot's out from far yeah. and far. It's it's out far enough to where even if it is deflected off a defenseman, because the defenseman was high. It was a wrist on, shot, too. It was right on it was a wrist shot. So even if it's deflected out that far, usually a goalie can pick it up in time, and it's not an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, I, some reason it just went in. He, I, he I, shot it from. Wasn't expecting a shot. It was just inside the blue line. It was a wrist shot, and yeah. and the defenseman was there, and he kind of stick checked side as he shot it. Um, so maybe it came off his stick funny, and he didn't didn't pick it up. Obviously, didn't pick it up. But uh, that and off the post and in, unbelievable. I saw. I couldn't believe it when I saw it go in. I mean that that was. Oh, that was that was. Uh, he was not. He was. Just about where Eiserman was when he scored on John Casey. He's probably he's about, about three or four feet closer to the net. That's it. You think you think my wife would know late in a game tied, especially, to not rest her head on my lap <laughs> while the blues are playing. And she was. She had her head, she was kind of starting to fall asleep, even though you know, she kind of gets used to the like, come on, you know, the 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 loud obnoxious things I'll kind of blurt. But yeah, when that goal happened. She was probably minutes from falling asleep. And that goal goes in. I jump up. Ah! Oh, my God. Like, I lost my shit. And I felt her whole body just jolt the minute I stood up. And I was like, ooh, sorry, honey. But yeah. come on. You, you know the rules. That, yeah, that's – well, it's, it's a goal you didn't expect. You know, a lot of times when a, when yeah. a team scores, you're, you you see the shot coming. You hope it goes in. as a scoring chance or it's close to the net. It's going to be close. No, you're not expecting a goal here at all. So that was yep. uh, that's yep. that's good stuff. Yeah, and I'll say so. You know, obviously leading up to that goal, the story of the game that, uh, you know, that's just kind of following the journey of the game. Like I so many times said, and I think I even posted it on Twitter at one point. This is going to be a game. The, the this game has all the makings of an ass kicking because I thought the Blues came out played really well. Markstrom made some ridiculous saves. Uh, one of them. Uh, early on in a power play, uh, Kevin Hayes got the point puck. I think if Kevin, I don't know if you remember the play, but it comes across, he's on the right, uh, you know, he's left-handed shot. He cradled, kind of like a Tarasenko, cradles, then shoots. And it was a good shot, but Markstrom got across, gloved it, beautiful save. If he one-times it, that's probably a goal. But unfortunately, sometimes you just can't one-time every shot. So a couple big saves, that was probably his biggest early on. Then I thought the Blues tank just looked empty. They had like three really good chances that Markstrom stopped. And keep in mind, too, Markstrom was coming back from an injury. He had missed three games. Uh, and before that, he was lights out all of January. So when I heard he was coming back for this game, I'm like, of oh, fucking course he's coming back for this game. Like, Blues is luck right here, right? And so then he plays that well early on. And the Blues, I felt, just dipped. The offense was gone 
All of a sudden, the pressure is all Calgary. Mackenzie Weger scores that goal uh, in the first period. Once they got into the zone, Calgary, their east-west passing was so dynamic. It looked so good. Best that I've seen from them all season. And I thought, God damn it. They are just picking the Blues apart. And then Weger scores that goal. Well, then the rest of the period, Calgary keeps coming. Bennington's playing well. That's when I kind of said, this game's over. You know, it may be one nothing. It might as well be 6 nothing because there's just no way. I just don't. It felt it had the feels of that first Vancouver game. They lost five. Was it 5 nothing, 5 one Well, Calgary um, has 30 shots through two periods, too. I mean, they're yeah. peppering. Yeah. And, you know, luckily, so Saad had a fucking, might have been his best game as a blue. Uh, he had a breakaway chance. Uh, he hits the crossbar and then comes right in and scores again right after he hits the crossbar. Um, so, you know, he comes in, scores, makes it 1-1. But then three minutes later, uh, Hannafin scores. Then Sharon Govich scores a minute after that. And um, I just thought, again, like 3-1, this game's over. Like, there's no way. Nice effort, kind of, Blues. But it's just too little, too much, too little, too late. And then the third period happens. And what a fucking third period. I mean, Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, didn't have a ton of shots. The blues, they had seven, they had seven to Calgary's five in the third period, but good defensive, honestly, from both oh, teams, sure. good defensive play. Sure. And, uh, Pareko, just a fucking beast. I mean, you can't say enough about his play this season. It, 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 no, it's just, I mean, he can, it's not like he, he's had a nice stretch and he's settled back into, eh, he's been great the whole season. He just looks confident like that. Yeah, yeah. That was something I felt like, you know, for the last two, three years, I'm like, he doesn't have any confidence. He gets the puck. And I feel like he's just looking down at the puck and he's just like, well, all right, up the boards and out, you know, like he gets the puck and we're seeing what we saw in the cup year and the years before, like, I'm going to take this and you know, kind of the, the goal against Washington. I'm going to pick this pass off and then I'm going to fucking skate it up and I'm going to score a goddamn goal. Like, I've never felt that way about, or not never. The last couple of years, I have not felt that way about Pareko. I feel like he gets the puck, and it's just, how do I get this out of the zone? Now it's, how do I turn this into offense? And it's unbelievable, the, the turnaround we've seen this year. The You want to know who Money Puck had for this game? I'm going to uh, guess. Deserve to win. Deserve to win, I'm going to guess, uh, what is it, a percentage, right, of 1,000? Uh, I'll say 60, 65% Calgary. Very close. Uh, 1,000 simulations, 62.6% Calgary. I think that counts as me getting it right. <laughs> give, pretty damn close. I, I say I say the the uh, give or take is uh, 2.5%. So <laughs> I think you're we'll, – we'll make, we'll make it 2.5 from now on. Okay. So you, so you, got a five, you got a 5% margin to get it in. All right. right? I'll take it. um oh i should go back and see uh what money puck had for the previous game against uh washington i bet they had the blues winning i'm gonna say 71 percent of the time Uh, let's take a look i bet i have okay well we'll look you say 71 okay it's at uh 500 simulations it's at 600 700, 800, 900, 1,000, Blues, 65%. What would you say, 70? Oh, 
that's still pretty good. Yeah, I didn't win, but very, very close. <laughs> uh, and, and Money Puck actually got one right. This is one of the few that uh, Money Puck has gotten correct. Yep. They're typically wrong with this stuff. Yep, they are. Um, but no, in this game, man, I I thought, uh, well, uh, some who was it? Somebody here said, uh, uh, where is it? There was a Kairu comment I wanted to pull up. Uh, oh, good lord. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh, here it is. Uh, I uh, from the Baked Beaver. He says, "I have to mention I talked so much shit on Kairu, but he has turned things around quite a bit." I'll add that uh, I do. I would love to see him be a little better with puck handling and receiving passes, but. Him carrying the puck into the slot and shooting, yes. And that's exactly what he did on his goal. I thought that was his biggest goal of the year, personally. Six into the third, just literally wrapping the puck around the the left face-off dot and then just firing the puck. And it's like, do that all the time, and you will be a 50-goal scorer. When he scored that goal, I was like, see, that's what you get when you shoot from when you should be shooting, you know, yep. I, I, I mean, I'm still, he's okay. He still frustrates me quite a bit in the offensive zone. Uh, he has made a number of really nice defensive zone plays though, too. So, and neutral zone yep. plays. So back checking, I think his play has increased exponentially from last season. 100%. Uh, in the offensive zone though, man, he still frustrates me with, with passing up shots, you know, in, in, in good goal scoring uh, zones on the ice too. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm not going to, there's just some of the stuff we, and and, uh, I go back again to the last home game against Vegas. He had a ridiculous goal where he beat like three defenders and then roofed it on the goalie. And we saw him do that so much his first two seasons in the NHL. And we're just not seeing that puck control. If he can get that kind of puck control back and have that laser beam of a wrist shot, Again, easily, easily a 50-goal scorer in the NHL. He just needs to put it all together again. I know he's young. I hope he'll get back to that. But, man, he's got all the tools to do it. Let's just see it. Uh, shots were 35-26 Calgary in this game. Benton made 32 out of 35 saves. Um, power play, Blues 0 for 1. Calgary 0 for 3. No power play goals in this game. Um, if, uh, before we get to the next game, uh, I do have something I want to ask you, yeah. but before yeah. we get to that, I wanted to say, I thought Bennington had a very good game. And I think for the most part under Bannister, for whatever reason, the goalies have been great. Um, you know, yeah. Hofer had a, a little stinker against, I think it was Florida. Uh, I think Bennington had a rough one maybe in, uh, mid December, but overall, I mean, especially uh, going to the week after Christmas or the week of Christmas, I guess. Um, they had a stretch there where it was like the goalies were unbelievable. And I'll tell you, um, I have the luxury of being able to watch other broadcasts whenever I want. And I did watch uh, actually just kind of out of necessity, um, which uh, I can explain at a later date. But out of necessity, I kind of had to watch the the Calgary and Vancouver game uh, broadcasts. I'll tell you, man, I've watched probably, I don't know how many games the Blues played, about 45. Um, I've probably watched a good 15 or 16 on different broadcasts, and every single one of them that Bennington's played, they are very, 
very nice talking about Bennington. Like every one of them's like, the stats are not fair for this guy. He has been great for the St. Louis Blues this season. He's been unbelievable. Even last season, he got a bad rap. The defense was bad. Like, and that says a lot to me. The guys that are, because the broadcasters do watch a lot of game tape. Uh, they Because they want to be ready to talk about guys who are playing well, guys who are snake bitten, guys who are, you know, putting in the effort, guys that maybe aren't, guys that, you know, and they're they're wanting to be able to talk about that during the game. So they will watch the upcoming opponent's games when they can. And to hear these guys and not the idiots going off analytics – to hear them be very complimentary of Jordan Bennington makes me realize there are smart hockey analysts out there that are able to see it and be like, yeah, he'll have a stinker here and there. But for the most part, he's been kind of a savior for this team. Every goalie has a stinker here and there. I mean, yep. that's just, that's everybody. Uh, Justin Scott in the chat says that uh, people still hate Pareko, which is hilarious. I, I mean... I haven't seen a ton of people. I mean, there are some. There's always gonna be some people, but is that a thing? Are, are like are uh, yes. fans like hateful on Pareko? Yes. Uh, so I will yeah. tell you that today I saw an article, and I'm I really hate to call you out, kid. I don't even know if he's a kid. He might be my age. I don't know. <laughs> um, I did see an article pop up on the hockey writers today, um, and the title was "Trade Targets for Colton Pareko." And when I saw that, I said. This is a Toronto Maple Leafs writer that is just picking a Colton Pareko to, uh, we're going to get him, you know. I looked, it was the Blues writer. It was uh, Ethan Carter, actually friend of the show, yeah. Ethan Carter. And I thought, Ethan, come on, man. Is this a, sorry, man, is it clickbait? Is that what this is? You know, there's no reason to trade. And this is coming from a guy who last year said, I just want his contract off the books. I said that. I will admit, man, I was fucking wrong. You trade Colton Pareko right now, fire Doug Armstrong two minutes later. Yeah. Like, you don't move him right now. I mean, it's funny how things work because last season his his contract looked to be, oh, this is not going to be a good contract moving forward because he has lost it. But, you know, this season he has completely turned it around, and it, which leads – me to uh, back the injured theory that we talked about in the show a lot last season. He is like, he, he's so bad compared to how he used to be. He's got to be hurt. He's got to be something's wrong. Something's not right. And it's, I mean, he's, he's, he's healthy, maybe probably um, healthier anyway, a lot healthier. So um, yeah, I mean, giving up on him now when his contract now looks like a bargain, uh, again, it's so, an absolute bargain like, like it that, did early that's on. That's not the atrocity on this team. Last no. year, the atrocity was it, pick a defenseman. Why would you this why, year? It's sorry to say, even though he's played fairly well, Tory Krug is not worth what he's making. And this season, Justin Falk has not been worth what he's making. So those are the two that I look at. It was talked about on the radio uh, by Jimmy Rivers, and I completely agree. Uh, today that, uh, you know, some people were talking about, you know, what no trade clause contracts do you think the Blues would be able to be moved? And Jimmy Rivers goes, I think any of them could be moved. 
uh, at the deadline, depending on where the Blues are on the standings and what they want to do. But so he goes, picture this. If Colorado comes knocking, not that the Blues would trade within the division, but let's hypothetically, if Colorado came knocking and said, hey, would can you ask Krug if he'll waive his no trade clause to come here in a trade? And the Blues agreed on a trade. You don't think Krug's going to waive his no trade clause to go to Colorado or 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 uh, uh, um, yeah, or Krug or uh, Falk? You no, think they, they would? Wouldn't. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, to have a, a legit shot at a cup this season, I think they yeah, absolutely I, would. I mean, for the fact that, that remember those two are not cup winners, so yeah, right. that's that's one factor that they yeah. want to win a cup. Two, they're going to a good team, like a team that's not you know they're. I think Colorado's going to fall off a little bit the next couple of years because of contract issues, but they're still going to be competitive and good for years. And so, yeah, you want to go to a, a good hockey market, you know, in, in Colorado, you think of like Colorado, Tampa Bay, even um, with, for different reasons, but there's plenty of good teams. Those guys would waive their no trade clauses to, And would they, I don't see any reason why a team like that would, would make a move like that. But if it did well, happen, and, hell and yeah. yeah, this is, I mean, and the baked beaver says they need a third line producer or a second goaltender though. Yeah. But this is just hypothetically, if a, if a legit cup contender comes to you and says, Hey, we want you on our team. Uh, you know, will you waive your no trade clause to come here? I mean, I think the odds are very high. That would happen oh, for yeah. any of the no trade clause uh, uh, folks on this roster. Especially the defense. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not, you know, and that's totally, you know, there's no inside info there. It's just, it seems like common sense to me. Uh, and coming from Rivers too, you know, former player, you know, he's, he's got that mentality. So he knows uh, how players think sometimes. So, you know, he's on board with that. And I completely agree. So, yep. Well, hell of a win here against Calgary. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you before we get into the Vancouver game, did you, uh, what did you, and I'll, I'll try not to Goalie, uh, show my hand. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying try not to show my hand. What I thought, what did you think of the decision to go with Bennington against Calgary, Hofer against Vancouver? I thought it was, um, a th- I thought they were treating Vancouver as a throwaway game. I thought, so, I thought they were going to go. I thought, they're obviously going to go, you know, uh, one than the other. They're not going to start Bennington back to back. And uh, so I was like, when I saw Bennington was going to was starting against Calgary, I'm thinking, well, I mean, Hofer is going against Vancouver and probably a throwaway game, you know, uh, but then again, Vancouver started their backup. So that was backup against backup. So I understood that. Um, okay. Well, uh, coach price. Coach, Coach Kurt Price leading the St. Louis Blues oh, going into this weekend. That's different. Who do you? What do you do? Oh, I start uh, Bennington in both games, but that's that's me because I, be, especially after you know the game against Calgary, you know I I you know I mean thirty five shots he played well, you know um you know I I I he has not had a heavy workload lately. I I start him again. I don't know. I, 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 but I like to work the goalies too. So I'd too. like to see, I like to see the number one play more than they do. Uh, in the past, they played a whole lot more than they do now. They can handle it. Uh, so, you know, I, what so would you I'll done? say, I'll say that uh, I actually would have done exactly what they did. Um, okay. 
I think, and and I, I'm with Bill because Bill always says they always have this like schedule, like they'll pull out a calendar at the beginning of the month and say, okay, Bennington here, Hofer here, but and I kind of agree. I, I I'm not saying they specifically do that, but I do think they have this in mind and they say, well, we should do this, 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 and this, planning out ahead of time. I don't think you do that. I think you say Bennington's our starter. We'll start Bennington in the games he needs to go. And then when we feel like he needs a rest, we'll start Hofer. And um, I do think in this situation, you're going against Calgary and you say you need points against Calgary because they're a wild card team. They're battling you for a wild card spot. You need, because that's a four point swing. You take away two points from them and you gain two points if you can win. So you put your starter against the team that you need wins against. Then, again, I don't say, Bennington, you're starting Calgary. Hope for you're starting Vancouver. I say, let's see how Calgary goes. So in Cal- in the Calgary game, I felt like Bennington got worked pretty well. 32 uh, saves on 35 shots. I thought he had to make a lot of acrobatic saves. He looked really good in this game. Despite that, I think I say, you know what? You played really well, Benner. This is a this is a situation where I say, all right, Joel, Benner had a rough had a had a, a real tough barrage of shots last night. You're going tonight against Vancouver. And you say, We know it's a big test for you, but you're an NHL goalie. You're gonna have to have big tests. And I think this is a situation where you let your kid and, and kind of like you, like kind of like what you said about the blues, a throwaway game. It's more like if we win, that's fucking cake. Well, yeah, right. And and once I saw that it was backup against backup, I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, that's that changes the story for me completely. Um, but again, I I I like to start the number one. I'd like to see the number one start more than they do anyway. So I agree. But I, I think in this situation, I'm, I was fine with the way it was handled. Um, I think that, uh, it worked out great. Yeah. I mean, clearly <laughs> they, they got two wins, so it's hard to argue, but I'm I just saying, well. I, I like the way they handled this situation. I think it was, it was done well. And again, you need those points against Calgary. You want to get the points against Vancouver, but guess what? If you miss two points against them, it's not going to kill you in the wild card race, except the fact that you just didn't win. Uh, Keith Price asked, didn't Fuhr play every game in 95-96? Could be wrong. He did not. 79 games? He missed, we, he, missed, he missed a few. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We looked it up. I think it's 78 or 79 games he played. Yep. And wow, uh, light sound geometry bringing the heat with his uh, prediction. And there's not even a question to him, right? Woo! Blues have a number one center, defenseman, and a money goalie. Yotes are falling off a cliff in a dumpster fire, and Preds are nothing. A- L.A. The dumpster fire. Oh, L.A. dumpster fire. Yep. Uh, Preds are nothing. Okay. Um, we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. All Ooh. right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that those are some bold predictions. <laughs> I well, okay. I think so, the Blues are in it until they're not the very end of the season. The, and if they get in, the, that's great. The Predators won tonight, so they're three points up on the Blues. The Blues have two games in hand on the Predators. Uh, I am. I'm not impressed with the Predators. I'm not impressed with the Coyotes. Uh, I think this is. I think that last 
wild card spot is the Blues to lose. Um, I think they can get in. Uh, if they if they continue to play like they've been playing lately, they're going to get in. That's or so the Germans would have you believe. As so the Germans would have us believe. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Keith Price. That's that awesome. should be your only comment ever. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, trees. Um, which it's so funny to me what uh, people uh, choose to make their social media name trees. Um, are you an arborist? Have we asked that question yeah, before? Right. Uh, blues are no, I, I, I call. I call. Well. I called him Mother Nature earlier, and he okay. said, uh, no, Father Nature. Okay. Uh, yeah, because trees are men. Mm. Uh, uh, blues are 14 points behind the stars. It's a wild card race. Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone's on board with that analysis. I don't think there's there's any pipe dreams of us uh, cracking the uh, – what are the standings right now? Let's see. Standings, standings, standings. Did I close them? Tell me I didn't close them. I think I did. You didn't close them. I did close them. I've got them up. Uh, back up. So, so standings right now, the West Dallas Stars, 64 points are number three. And the Blues uh, are, let's see, they've had 48 games played. Blues are at 46 games played, have 50 points. So 14 points behind the third yeah. seed of the Central. Yeah. We're, we're not going to, uh, barring some kind of crazy yeah, There would have collapse. to be a major collapse and yeah. probably injuries involved on Dallas. And Colorado and Winnipeg are at they're, 65. They're all right there, 65, 65, 64. So they're battling. It's not like... It's not like they're set in stone where they're gonna like like take it easy and let them foot off the gas. No, nah, they're battling for position down to the wire probably. So, uh, I gotta say, man, give me Dallas. Give me uh, Dallas. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah, but um, it's gonna be well. Yeah. Wouldn't it be? It'd be Vancouver though. If we finish second wild card. Yeah, but I'm saying if we could find a way to get into play oh, Dallas, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Give oh, me, give oh, me. With, our, with, our, with our history against Dallas in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, oh, they, yeah. they they want no part of St. Louis in the playoffs. Not a chance. Yep. yep. The stars <laughs> would the stars would either have to well the Avalanche or the Jets would have to fall drastically, and then the Blues would have to jump into those top three to probably play Dallas in the first round. But man, give me Dallas. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. I would. I mean, I'd be worried uh, against any team except Dallas. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that we could possibly play for whatever reason, man. The Blues just have their number. Yep. Although you know uh, the way Edmonton's playing, you know they're, they're twelve points down on Vancouver, but I mean, well, Vancouver's eight zero and two. Imagine being ten zero and zero and only gaining two points on Vancouver. Over That's the last how time. bad their season started. Well, I mean, well, it's how good Vancouver's playing right now too. They've they've only gained two points on Vancouver, and they went they won ten straight. Actually, they won more than that. What fourteen straight? Fourteen, fourteen yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. So over the last ten, they've only gained two points. That's bananas. Yep. Uh, you expect more than that, but uh, so anyway, that's bananas uh, and blow. And hey, that's your beer. <laughs> uh, the against Vancouver, the Blues uh, did uh, beat the best team in the NHL four to three in overtime. Uh, Justin Falk was out of this game because of a maintenance day. Uh, Did you find that weird? That's what Bannister said. It's a maintenance day for Falk. That's what yeah. you say for practice. 
not for yeah. a game day. Right. Which that felt really weird. It, it felt weird. And so let's whip out the conspiracy theorist hat, right? Where it's like, we want to save him some face and not healthy scratch him just from you know, yeah. poor play. Well, it's a maintenance day. He's got to rest up a bit. I thought uh, he played a little better against Calgary. So that's why I was, and, and maybe well, it was just a matter of you're not playing well. Yeah. You had a good game against Calgary. Let's not put you out there against the best team in the league. Yeah. I mean, and he could be nursing something still from his previous injury too. So uh, the blues have beaten Vancouver twice this month. Now uh, two to one on January 4th and four to three on the 24th. Uh, I, in uh, the first part of this game, the first 10, 12, minutes or so uh B- vancouver was all over st louis they yeah. were flying the blues were like you know bend but not break kind of a thing they didn't allow a lot of shots either the blues didn't but vancouver they kept on the perimeter mostly but and, and vancouver missed some shots wide too some good chances but man vancouver just came in waves and they were just like just the blues would clear out the center or dump it you know and ice it they come back and they regain possession and and uh have zone time again it was, it was it was a rough 12 minutes, and they said before the broadcast, Vancouver loves to come out fast and hard and score on you first, and the Blues will have to weather the storm. Which team, do you remember this back in the day? Which team did the Blues always have to weather the storm when they went into their barn? Detroit. Which team was that? Chicago. I'm thinking Chicago. Detroit, too. Mm. But Chicago yeah. is always like that. They're coming off the anthem. The crowd is bananas and crazy and screaming the first 10 minutes of the game. And the Blues would always have to survive the first ten minutes of the game in Chicago, and uh, then once the fans settled in and the team settled in, they were they they'd be all right. But yep. uh, yeah, this game, Vancouver all over the Blues, and then the Blues so, score first, which was well, reminding so, me a little bit about Boston in Game Seven, how yeah, Boston was yeah, all over the yeah. Blues. So I'll say. Um, and by the way, it looks like the Big Beaver agrees with me uh, back in the day. Detroit. Yeah, it, it wasn't so much the anthem, but it was just, you know, Detroit was nuts. They'd throw the octopus on the ice and people would go nuts. And then it was like game time. And it's like, motherfucker, these these assholes. Uh, so I'm with you, Big Beaver. Um, but no, I agree with you on Chicago, too. Clearly, uh, that's a big part of Chicago is I mean, in the 80s, in the, 80s the game built, even starts. Well, that building was the that and the arena were the two loudest buildings in NHL. Oh, uh, clearly. So, um, uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, no, so in this game, um, so I, uh, well, my first hockey game back playing since September. <laughs> so I didn't want to miss this game, especially after the big Calgary win. I'm like, man, I'm not going to fucking miss my first game back in what, four months. <laughs> um, so I only <laughs> was able to, so I did, you know, typically, does any team ever try to not score for us? <laughs> there a was point. a period there where I think when the Blues were not a playoff team, they they their record was I think better when they didn't score first. That's weird. and it was like I, I remember us saying I don't know if it was me and you at this show. It might have even actually predated this show, which is hard to believe that we'd be like, man, maybe the Blues just need to like pull the goalie to start the game. <laughs> you know, like go ahead, go ahead, score a goal, guys. Uh, but no, so um, I missed, I, I did miss the start of this game. Um, I was back for pretty much the start of the third period. And um, so I caught the third and I watched the rest of the game earlier today uh, on replay. Um, but only having the context of the 3-1 lead the Blues had and the way the Canucks were playing to open the third, I was sure that the Blues were like basically lucky to have that lead. And I was like, man, they 
they must have just potted a couple easy ones on DeSmith. And uh, it wasn't until I watched the rest of the game that I realized that really wasn't the case. But yeah, like you were saying, like it, early in this game, so I started the game yeah. earlier today, and the first 10 minutes it was all Vancouver. I'm like, holy shit. My, With not many my shots, though. was true. With it not many like, shots. They had like four shots. That was it, Yeah, which was crazy. They were, they were cycling in the yeah. zone. They were... Yeah. Uh, the Blues could only dump it in when they had the chance, and it was yeah. like, how did they score three goals? But then every time the Blues, Blues got the puck, it was a lot better. It was time for a line change because yeah, they were in the right. zone for a minute and a half, right? So they, mm-hmm. the Blues couldn't really pressure. I've got a very, very quickly. Um, my physical therapist is not a hockey person. Like I asked her what she um, if she knew what it was that they played with, and she couldn't. She didn't know. Like she's like a ball. No, it's not <laughs> called the ball. Um, wow. But I thought it was really funny because she asked me today, she said, so um, how much did you, she goes, so you played last night? And I was like, yeah. She's like, how much did you play? And I was like, uh, well, it's 15 minute periods. Uh, so, and it's stop clock. So 45 minutes. Uh, and I played about half the game and she just looks at me and she goes, that's it. And I go, that's it? She goes, yeah. Baseball. She goes, you couldn't play the whole game? And I go, no one has ever played the whole game. (laughs) And she goes, really? Isn't it like soccer where you're just out there the whole time? And Uh, I'm like, you have really never watched a hockey game, have you? There's a lot of of walking in soccer. There was, yeah, that's what I told her. I was like, in hockey, you're out there and you're moving the whole time. So, like, you got to go 45 seconds to a minute. And then you try to get off. But I'm like, in soccer, it's the plays down there. I'm just going to stand here and wait till the ball's down here. You know, like it's a lot different. It was really funny because like even another physical therapist walked over and she goes, you think hockey players play the whole game? They'd probably lose 30 pounds every night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was funny. So, yeah, talking about like long shifts and, you know, playing. And I haven't told her, I go, right. NHL games are 60 minutes. The highest uh, minute getter right now is probably at about 25, 26 minutes a game. And she's like, man, that's, it doesn't seem like a lot. And I'm like, trust me, when you're watching the length of a game, you notice when the top defenseman is out there and you feel like they're out there the whole game, even though they're clearly not. Uh, the Blues finally uh, started to generate some offensive zone time uh, after, eh, after 10, 12 minutes in the first period and uh, neighbors scores at 13, 14 on a nice give and go with Thomas on a one timer from the slot after a pass from behind the end red line. Uh, by the way, the NHL called this a wrist shot goal by neighbors a <laughs> on, wrist the, shot? on the blue site. This goal is listed as a wrist shot. <sighs> Come on, fact checkers. Let's get oh, those people going, but Hey, Hey, but Hey, yeah, you know, advanced stats are unfallible, right? Right, they see, exactly. they see stuff like this all, all the time. Like, what? Yep. That's not well, right. it's again, I still go back to the Blues' first game of the season when uh, apparently Jordan Bennington faced zero high-danger chances, and he had a <laughs> fucking unbelievable game. Butch Navish's goal, uh, the power play goal from neighbors uh, the, across the top of the slot, uh, crease, uh, that was also a wrist shot goal, which was a more of a tap-in. It was weird. It was Good. weird. God, man, are you paying attention to lights on geometry in the chat right now? Uh, no, man. He's so he doubles down a couple minutes ago talking about playoffs. We are in blues are going to playoffs. Then he just said, um, we are getting playoff hockey in 2024. 
he is all over <laughs> letting people know what he thinks. Well, he's obviously very excited about the last couple, last few games, right? Especially the last two. So, uh, you know, rightfully I so. For me, the last month has been very exciting. Sure. And they've played, they've generally, they've played pretty well. Uh, and, you know, they're going to, you know, you toss in every three, four games, they'll, they, they get a loss and they, you know, whatever, it's not a great game, but, you know, if they can keep winning, and I, I hate to quote Jamie Rivers again, but it's like if they keep winning uh, three out of four, you know, two out of yep. four, two out of three, three out of four, and just keep that cycle going, they're a playoff team. So. Well, it's it's the old it, that comes from the old baseball adage, right? If if you win three out of four series every time, like you know, you have four series and you take three out of four games each time, you're going to be a playoff team. So it's the same thing here. It's you win three or four, even sometimes you have a couple stretches where you're two and four, you're going to be a playoff team. It's just a matter of time. Um, uh, I'll add in this game. Um, I thought um, Pius Suter, you know, clearly had the hat trick in this game. I, I saw somebody say like, I guess the blues are just handing out hat tricks. nowadays. Yeah. Right. Uh, it does feel that way, but he played a great game. Um, but man, I thought Hofer, I thought he was phenomenal. He uh, was 29 fantastic. saves on 32 shots played very well. Um, and uh, there was that God, there was that monster save he made. I think it was in the third period uh, right before a commercial break where he just uh, shot in front right from the slot and he just gloved it like it was nothing. Again, reminds me mm-hmm. hey, to a certain extent of Jordan Bennington, the swagger that kid has, like he'll just make a save and then just like skate to the corner, you know, He'll like, oh, I I love that. I'm just gonna skate to the corner and skate around my crease. And it's like, you know, no no like head nod to his teammates. Nothing. He's just, oh, I got it. I'm good. And I just I love seeing a goalie with swagger like that. Uh, a power play goal later in the first period on a beautiful down low pass across the uh, top of the crease from neighbors to Bushnevich. Uh, which we just talked about with all the uh, early pressure Vancouver had. This goal by Bushnevich with just over five minutes remaining in the first period, ended up uh, even th- this goal, even the shots up at four side. So with yeah. all that pressure Vancouver had early in this period, uh, with five minutes to go in the first period, they only had four shots. So I, I hate to keep beating on this drum, but it just shows to go. Yeah. It just shows that to go, yeah. how good this team, how much, I don't want to say good, how much better this team has been defensively. You know, you think about Vancouver having that kind of pressure last season, they would have had 17 shots on goal, but the blues were getting in passing lanes or at least breaking up passes, like maybe not clearing the puck, maybe not getting possession, but like they're making it difficult for teams to do these cross the crease passes or across the zone passes that create these great scoring chances where the goalie's swimming in his net. They're just not allowing that anymore. Yeah, they're still getting the other teams are still getting typically way more pressure than the Blues are getting, but man, they are just not they're limiting the chances for them to score huge goals. And this and Shen's goal that was taken away, uh, that was in the second period, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the cross check uh that uh was a penalty, and then so Shen's goal doesn't count because it happened right before. Um you know, I, I guess it's a penalty. 
you know, it's yeah. cross the guy cross checks the guy down. It's technically a penalty, not vicious, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, it's it's a tick. It is a ticky tack call because sometimes that's called, sometimes it's not. But by the definition of the law, I I agree. I think well, that is a penalty. Yeah, and I guess some people were complaining because it didn't affect anything really. You know, it was it was it was not. It wasn't done to create space for a goal. I guess I guess it was, but it didn't end up being that way. So I don't know, but whatever. It was a penalty. Um, and I thought, man, if that goal accounted three nothing, I'm thinking with the way the blues were playing after the, so Vancouver comes out, uh, like, you know, uh, balls to the wall and then the blues just turn it around and the blues are, are playing very well and they're just coming to Vancouver and the blues are scoring. So the Vancouver couldn't do in the first 10, 12 minutes of the game. So, and then they, they, I thought you thought they had three and you're like, wow, this game's yep. over with the way the blues are playing. But then they didn't get three. Like, man, that two goal lead, that's, you don't, you don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, and then the third period happens and they score a minute into the third period, which I thought, well, first of all, yeah. So a minute into the third period, Suter scores, uh, a nice goal, uh, hope for scrambling beats him five holes. One of those things. Um, but then Torpchenko's goal, like 41 seconds after huge, man, that was big. So yeah. huge. And then on my third period, you regained your two goal lead, took all the momentum right back away from Vancouver. Uh, massive goal, a uh, huge yeah. goal. Um, and then, uh, suitors, it was a nice goal too. Uh, uh, out muscling, uh, the defenseman, uh, when he tried to, tried to stick, uh, stick left him right in the mm-hmm. puck. I mean, you can see on the replay, he stick lifts him, but then Torpchenko has the strength to, put it back down on the ice and then chip it over uh, the goalie. Uh, so I'm like, wow, because it's hard to bring. If you've played hockey, it's easier to lift the stick than it is to push it down. If you're like it's a stick with somebody, you have more leverage, but to come back down and push a stick down when he's trying to pull you up, man, that was impressive. I was, I was impressed yeah, by that. It was. Um, But then, Vancouver comes back. They score two goals. They get uh, a goal about four minutes later from Suter. Uh, I think people were kind of giving hope for a hard time on this one, a little miscommunication uh, at the side of the net. Uh, and I think somebody said uh, Hofer is not Hofer is not as good at playing the puck as he thinks he is. And I said, no, people no, 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 say no. that about Bennington too. I said Hofer is very good at playing the puck. Yeah. I think I, mean, I think the, the Blues... more you the more you the more you play the puck, I mean you're gonna have flubs. Every player does. I think I mean, the Blues have two of the top five puck moving yeah. goaltenders. Oh, sure. in the NHL, he, he's one he's one of the best in the NHL. Sure, yeah. and I, I don't understand why. You know, I, I mean, maybe it's old school thinking. Don't handle the puck uh, as much, but no, no, no. I you want him handling? Yeah, that's a huge. Oh, Before Bennington. That was me. I always said, you know what? I want the goalie to stay in the fucking crease. Like, oh, see, don't see, even risk it. See, I like and, it. I was, I was back in Curtis Joseph days. I'm like, oh yeah, come out and handle it and do a little that little knee flick that he he yep. uses knee oh, as I a love fulcrum that. and just flick it. Oh good. my 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 next door neighbor was a uh, uh, he used to play goalie for me in the street. He didn't play anywhere else, but yeah, every time he wanted to play the puck, that's what he would do. He would just do his knee flick and I'm like, Oh, you're Curtis Joseph, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But was- no, I, I used to feel that way, but then Bennington came out and I realized how a good puck moving goaltender can help a defense with a breakout. And I'm like, damn, like 
give me more of this. And the fact that we have two of them now, because I think that was always a little bit of an issue when like the Elliot and Allen days, because like Elliot never left his net. Allen would leave the net, but he wasn't great handling the puck. And it was like, whenever, you know, when they were doing the 1A, 1B, it was like the defense had to readjust every time there was a goalie change. Now it's like, we play the same way because both our goalies are so good at handling the puck. You, you really see a difference. Oh, I mean, they teams that dump the puck in and try and wrap it around and goalies that cut it off, they completely thwart uh, their forecheck. I mean, you, you, you knock it down, you give it to your defenseman, and you, you've got exit, uh, zone exit. That's just, it's, it's fantastic. So uh, I, if I think nowadays, you know, technical parts of the game have been analyzed to death. Uh, I don't think teams would do it uh, if it wasn't beneficial. If you had a goalie that could handle the puck, obviously, if you can't handle the puck, you know, don't don't be doing that. But yep, and I guess maybe there's certain times of the game too where crunch time, you know, uh, overtime in the playoffs, um, you know, on fifty fifty pucks that are kind of high on the glass, wrapping around, stay in the net. There, I think there are, can shoot back in front. You know, there are a few times that Bennington's left the net that I'm just like. Let your guy get it. Let you know. Let Falk yeah. get that one. You know, like well, that, uh, not right well, now, when, buddy. When Hofer left the net uh, uh, earlier the season, it went off the glass, goofy, and, and in the net. So, I mean, but can you imagine that happening? I don't in, like, blame him in the playoffs. Oh. oh God! Oh, oh, oh. Fans would have fucking killed him. They would have just destroyed him on social oh. media. And when, yeah, and when it's absolutely not his fault, that's a fluke. You know, you can't. Oh, absolutely. You can't, I think we talked about this at the time. You cannot. Uh, base your play to account for flukes, you know? No, not really. No, if you did, you wouldn't do anything. You would never like, leave. Bullies the net, never. would never leave the net. Yeah, uh, centers would never leave the faceoff circle. Yeah, you know, like you can't account for that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and then Suter scores to tie the game. Uh, with 52 seconds remaining in this game, off of a yeah. shot from the left, the left, uh, the near boards shot uh, hits the post, and then comes in front. Hofer uh, is down, uh, and Letty swipes at a. It's a bouncing puck has come off the post. Letty swipes at it, misses because it's bouncing, and then Suter happens to get it uh, when it's bouncing, and it, it just kind of chips it over, flutters over Hofer, and in I, kind of a. I'm not just gonna. And listen, I don't want to say that I I think the Blues are at like major fault. They shouldn't let this happen. It was a good read by the the Canucks. And by the way, I also thought it was funny how Suter scores the hat trick. But I guess because it was such a scramble, nobody realized that he scored a hat trick. So it wasn't until they announced the goal that all of a sudden the fans started throwing their hats <laughs> on the ice. And like I don't know if, did you see at the very end when Krug had the puck with like three seconds left on the clock and he's behind the net with it. Yeah. He like there's a hat behind the net yeah. and you see him just take his stick and flip it toward the net and then carry yep. the puck. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to say that I'm like, you know, mad about that goal. Like it was a good goal. Vancouver, you know, they did all the things right. The only thing I'll say as a defenseman in a, in a situation like that, where it's late in the game, they got the goalie pulled, you're up by one. Yes. Your thoughts are, if I can get this puck, I'm going to just fucking fire it out of the zone. But to me, your first thought is, if the puck is anywhere near the net, I am tying up any stick that's near me. And I feel like, and it's not just Letty. I feel like Pareko was right there. I want to say there Robert were three Thomas. blues players there. 
was right Letty, there. Le, yeah, I can't Letty was in front, the and there was, was one blue on each end of the uh, crease. Pareko was on the other end of the crease, and then there was a forward. I want to say it was Thomas. I could be wrong. Don't don't don't, uh, don't quote me on that. But if Thomas was, out I feel there, like your first. The, why didn't he take the face off? Because Hayes took the face off, right? And he lost. Uh, maybe it wasn't Thomas then. It might have been Hayes actually. Uh, I think yeah. it was the center, whoever it was. Yeah. But either way, um, I feel like the first thought is the puck is fluttering. I'm going to just tie up any sticks that I see near me. So that way, nobody's just going to fucking poke this pack to pass the goalie. Yeah. And I know it's like quick second thinking. It's like, you know, reactionary well, what's going to happen. But to me, I didn't see any of the blues trying to tie up sticks. I'm like, you can't let anybody in front of that net get a poke at that puck. You know, I know Letty's trying to shoot the puck out. Somebody has got to pick up that there were two Canuck sticks right there. You got to tie those up and then either try to kick it to the corner or hope your goalie jumps out and jumps on it, whatever. To me, it's not your first thought isn't get the puck out. It's tie up sticks. That way they can't shoot it. Well, I mean, I think in Letty's defense, you know, he's he's got his he's facing Hofer and suitors to his back and the puck is bounding off the post coming right at him and he swipes at it just to try and get it out of the way. I, I, I think it'd be weird for him to ignore the puck and turn around and try and tie up Suter at that point. But I know what you're saying. I'm not just saying Letty. I'm saying anyone. Like you see a, a Vancouver stick there that's that's pointed toward the net. You fucking tie that stick up first. That's your first thought. No, I agree. Uh, Patrick Yoder, uh, who uh, I know we interact with a lot on Twitter. I don't know if we interact with a whole lot on the live shows. So, uh, Patrick, thanks for joining us. He says, ever since missing the playoffs of 2018 against Colorado, I've dreaded the Blues facing an extra attacker. Their track record is horrible in that category, I think. There's got to be stats on that somewhere you could look up, right? Like uh, goals in the last minute or giving up tying goals in the last minute or uh, goals with an extra attacker against there's got to be somewhere we can find a stat on that. Cause I'm interested in that as well. You know what? I'm look. I'm looking at the replay here and this, this was actually very well positioned for Vancouver on that game tying goal because Vancouver had a player at each post and then Suter was at the top of the crease in a low slot. So I'm looking at where the defenders are. Pareko, like the shot hits the post. I think Pareko's initial reaction is to go to, I think, is that Pedersen at the near post? And then, because Letty is pretty much right on Suter when he's swiping and missing. Yeah, that's tough. It's a bang, bang play. It is. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. It, it, I wasn't even mad at the Blues. It's just that's the one thing I took away from it. I'm like, to me, you're tying up sticks, not trying to swat at a puck. Or, and like I said, for me, I don't know if it was the center or who it was, but there was somebody there that, it was like they were trying to well, react to the way the puck was going to bounce as opposed to trying to play defense. Well, that, that was Letty who swung and missed and Shen was in the, in the Shen. high slot, but That's he wasn't cool. even, he wasn't even close to him. He didn't, he All couldn't right. get there. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Looking at this, I don't, yeah. And this, cause the Letty's looking right at the puck. Obviously he's going to try and sweep it away and it's bouncing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I can't fault anybody on that goal. Uh, personally. Um, so, Overtime. Um, <laughs> this, this was uh, Shen and the Blues kind of got even for that horrendous missed overtime trip against Boston. 
uh, that cost them the game. Winchen cross checks uh, down Peterson Pedersen in this game at the edge of the crease and uh, got some space because of that. Backs up, uh, trade more space, gets a pass from Letty from behind the net and and scores far post. So it looked like Pedersen went down pretty easy on this. And I think you have yes. some comments on Letty coming in and coming to the zone. But as far as his goal <laughs> goes, as far as his goal goes, Pedersen went down like you, you 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 sneeze and he went down. He went down easy. And you know it's funny how when players dive, it's when they hit the ice, it's almost like they act differently when they dive when they actually hit the ice. Like their arms spread out more. They're trying to exaggerate and embellish. You know, oh my gosh, oh I'm helpless. I'm on the ice because they're fell. When really in that situation, it's overtime. The Blues have the puck. If you get knocked down, you're getting your ass right back up. Right. And he didn't do that. He, he went down and flattened out and then slowly got back up. And uh, so whatever, fuck him. <laughs> well, I will say the blues did for those of you who, you know, want to complain about the, the call, the cross-checking call uh, that, that negated the Shen uh, original Shen goal that got pulled away. Um, there was a yes. play in the third period uh, late in the third period where Oscar Sundquist laid a pretty good cross check on Quinn Hughes that some were thinking that oh, he might have been he might have been injured yeah because uh, he was he went straight to the the he was straight to the bench and you could see him just like flexing his arms and like you know trying to lift his back up and it was like oh boy yeah. and and yeah the Blues got away with one there so let's and let's the shoulder keep that in mind and the shoulder he was like flexing and trying to to work it yeah. out on the bench was that was the shoulder that. The stick hit. It wasn't the shoulder yep. went on the boards. They were saying on the broadcast that shoulder went on the boards. No, that was, that his, was the other his right shoulder went to the boards. He was like trying to work out his left shoulder on the bench. Yeah, that's and that's the shoulder that uh, he was cross checked on his arm. So, um, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. But I agree with you. Yeah. We, we, he got away with that one there, sure, sure. I got definitely got away with that, and it, it was kind of sneaky, honestly. How Sunquist did it, like it wasn't like a full on like mm, you know, right. it was like he came up behind him and then he just kind of like gave him this nudge in the small of the back. That's hard for a ref to see if they're not in the right position. So, uh, I guess credit Sunquist there, but yeah, the Blues definitely yeah. got away with one. Um, but yeah, I'll say on this overtime goal. Uh, my reaction was was probably hilarious uh, to anybody who would have heard me. Uh, so again, like you, no, you know, no, was, no, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. It was it was you know we were uh, uh, you know the it was kind of back and forth. Uh, Blues you know had some chances, and and then the Vancouver had a chance, and um, the Blues end up getting it down. Uh, Nick Letty starts skating it down on a two on one with Shen, and uh, instead of making a play to the net on the two on one. He literally just peels off and goes into the corner. And I, I know at that point I was already standing like you probably were too, Kurt. I was already standing and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you just skate the fucking because ah! like, they scored? And I was like, because I wanted to be so mad at Letty, but it was like, you, you know, you kind of like, you know, take a 300 foot view out and you're like, that was the right play because it's three on three, five on five. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Three well, on three. You're finding that open space and then creating an opportunity for your other players to, to get open. That's exactly what happened. He skates to the corner, then goes behind the net. Shen is able to pull away from his defender. Passes to Shen. Boom. Back of the net. Game over. And it was like, 
it makes you so pissed sometimes with that because you want to yell at Nick Letty, like at least I did, because I'm like, I'm a hockey guy. So, I get it. But I know in a situation, if I were Nick Letty in that situation, I would have forced a pass. And then who knows? Maybe he gets picked off, and all of a sudden it's a two-on-one the other way. At at the blue line, it was a two-on-one, but that was taken away later. Uh, Shen was covered. But my issue with it was Letty going behind the net. Because if if that pass is turned over and whoop, Vancouver goes the other way, our only defense on the ice is is stuck behind the net. Yep. So and there's a Sod and Shen out there. Otherwise, yep. so yeah, Sod been... is not known. I mean, Sod's okay on the penalty kill, but like as a defenseman, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I saw Let, Letty went deep. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I don't think you want your defenseman going deep uh, when you're the only guy out there who plays defense behind the opposing uh, uh, opposing goal. But it all worked out, kind of like uh, Steen's uh, overtime winner against LA when he uh, went behind the opponent's net and uh, shorthanded. Uh, in overtime and stole it from quick and scored, yep. which was like not what he was supposed to do at all. No. I surprised the hell out of quick too. So anyway, yeah, I, think, uh, I think quick was like, what the hell is he doing here? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that series could have been so much better. That, that goal would be so much better if we had won that series. Well, gets the Wickenheiser goal. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. I, oh, so many in Blues history. <laughs> that was an, such an amazing goal. That I want to love so much more than. But I always think, oh, we lost that series. So, but anyway, I mean, this was uh, this was an awesome game. Um, you know, I again, I did. I, I unfortunately had to watch it in uh, in bits and pieces, and uh, you know, uh, watch the end of the game first, then the beginning of the game, but. I mean, they, these two games on the, the Western uh, Canada road swing, holy shit. I mean, if you would have told me the Blues come out of those two games with yeah. four points and on, and not giving Calgary any, uh, yeah. unbelievable. Like, that's that's the best case yep. scenario. Yeah, and they, they, they pulled it out. Fighting for and, playoff position and, with Calgary. Yeah, I saw somebody say, like, um, somebody said something about, like, it sucks we had to give a point to Calgary or uh, to Vancouver when we had a two-goal lead. And I'm like, and somebody even responded right away, and I think it was actually, might have been Kyle Foxton, um, who has a great Twitter. Uh, I want to say he was the one that was like, it doesn't matter that we gave a point to Vancouver. We are not going to have to face them (laughs) in a wild-card situation. Now, And I'm like, well... We, if we finished last in the wild card, we'd finish. Okay. If, no, no, no. Sorry, first. they're not going to be battling Vancouver for a wild card spot. Right. I guess so it doesn't I, matter. I guess. I guess if the Blues' most likely playoff position is a wild card spot, and if Vancouver does finish first overall by one point, and we play them in the first round, I guess maybe that point comes into play. But yes, generally, generally, that's not. Who cares? You know, get the two. Be happy with the two. Vancouver, different division. Might not come into play. One point for them. It's not going to probably matter. Uh, I want to answer Katrina Harlan, who uh, is that a new live listener? Yeah. Um, She says, is the other member doing okay? I think his name was Bill, but I know he was doing so much for female sports. I think, I think she's thinking of you for female sports. Yes. I am the female sports guy. Yeah. And uh, Bill is fine. He's, he's just kind of burned out on, uh, uh, he had a lot going on today and he's exhausted. So yep. uh, yeah, he's he's taking a he's taking a night off. So and we're, yeah, and, we're and I know there. he uh, he said something about it. He's, I think he's battling a cold or something as well. So yep. they were like, dude, 
we're good. Yeah. We can handle this. That's fine. I we've all had our uh, you know, not feeling up to it for sickness or exhausted or busy the or whatever. Beauty of having three hosts, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. It's like a it's like a the Bermuda Triangle of hosts where you lose <laughs> Whatever you lose one and the yeah. other two just get well, more. Talkative. Yeah, if you, if you lose one, then you got a straight point. Uh, then you got a straight line, and the yep. shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And well, I don't. That know sounds that smart. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, shots in this game: thirty-two to eighteen for Vancouver. Seems like okay. This is this is kind of weird to me because Vancouver. I thought Vancouver's best play in this game came in the first period when they didn't score any goals and they only had four shots uh, during that time in the in the first period. When they played really, really well. Now, third period they played, they came on hard, and the Blues were holding on, right? So they played really well in the third period too, um, and the Blues were just trying to, you know, nurse a three to one lead. So they weren't really looking for offense. But um, yeah, outshot the Blues twenty four to ten in the last two periods. So, I mean, yep, the shots on goal more times than not. I guess if that's a concern for you, and it probably should be, uh, that's an issue. You know, you want to get more pucks on net, and you don't want to give up it, and 35, it, it does 38, 40 seem shots. They're kind of doing the Barubi philosoph- uh, uh, philosophy a little bit uh, from two seasons ago. Quantity, oh, I'm sorry, quality over quantity of shots, too. Yeah, I mean, how many yeah. times do we see them pass up a great shooting opportunity to and, make the extra pass? And how many times do you see the other team just shoot whenever they get a, a good chance? I mean, I, I see other teams doing what we should be doing. You know, they'll 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 do a little cutback move, and the defenseman, uh, they get free, and they got a shot, but they pass in the traffic, and it goes, and there's nothing. Nothing comes of it but other teams will get the puck on net. So I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to complain about this Western trip at all. I mean, they, they came out smell like a rose, but it'd be really nice to get some more shots on net. And that's kind of been a, here and there. a trend all season that yeah. they're getting out shot pretty heavily. And yeah. uh, that's again, why you have to credit the blues goaltending and how good they right. played. Um, uh, Katrina Harlan says, talking about bill again, uh, he always seems so entertaining and energetic, uh, are we talking about the same guy? I uh, <laughs> uh, hope he's feeling okay. Again, I'm sure he's fine. Um, but I do want to comment on Ken Morris's comment here. I miss Bill Day's Blues save of the week. That's an excellent idea. That really uh, is. Kurt, save let's, of the week. Let's yeah. talk to Bill about this, having like a maybe like a breakdown of what he thought was the best Blues save of the week. And like yeah. even in – Maybe including like a video component. I think that awesome. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's discuss that. I love because that's like the one aspect aspect of hockey that I don't want to say I'm not smart in. I know I still am over the the average hockey viewer or player, but like I do love learning from Bill about goaltending. So that would be really fun to have. Go- goaltending is, is like the most fascinating position to me too. It is. is. There's so I mean, the science that goes into that and the the strategy for goaltending and how it's changed over the years too is just. I mean, if you were around back in the the 80s and or even before that, you know, when goaltending from goaltending changes from decade to decade, it's just it's crazy. I mean, big time about how stand up versus butterfly versus you know reverse V and all kinds of R.I.P. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> is that Bill? Yeah, it is Bill. <laughs> or is she uh, hanging out outside Bill's house? Do I have to call the police? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's his neighbor. 
Uh, okay, so um, the Blues were one for three in the power play in this game. Vancouver also one for three. Uh, the Blues are now, well, before tonight. They're three points behind they're three points uh, behind Nashville, Nashville now. Uh, after this game, they were one point, but now it's three. Because uh, Nashville did beat Minnesota tonight three to two. Uh, the Blues have two games in hand, though, so all is well. Uh, yep. Uh, Got to win those games, though. Uh, will the Blues be? <laughs> will the Blues be buyers or sellers of the deadline? And your answer, Jeff, is yes. Yes. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are on so, uh, Twitter, may have seen that was a uh, that was a question from our friend Lance. I, I'm glad he fixed it. He, he he noticed his mistake, but I couldn't help but give him trouble. Uh, he literally asked, long will, time the Blues be, that <laughs> will the Blues, yeah, it did take him a little while, but he said, will the Blues be buyers or sellers at the deadline? And the two answers you could choose from for the poll were yes and no. <laughs> so it's a ridiculous question. Trouble. It's a legit question. What are you talking about? No, I mean, the, the, the response is, no, it was a legit question. It was asked on the radio. I understand, <laughs> but the, your, your answers don't get <laughs> make any sense. Oh. Uh, it's a I, it's a question that comes up uh, multiple times uh, the last portion of the season, every season, and it's a good topic. And it's for every team, sure. You know, that that's the yeah. question with every single team. And well, I mean, right Chicago now, I, sellers, but yeah, right, Certain yeah, and sellers. San Jose is San Jose. a seller. Um, you know, Colorado's a buyer. Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, but you know, some of these bubble teams, especially it's always the question. And for me, I think it's a stand pat team. I think I, Ottawa, I they're think they're, Tarasenko, right? Surely. I yes. think they're more on the selling side just for the simple fact of, I don't think they're going to resign Capitan. So I can see them trying to at least get a draft pick or something for him. I, Maybe I, think, a I think it depends Blade. where they are. I think it depends where they are in the in the standings. Yeah. If they're if we'll they're see. like you know a couple points up on the last wild card, I don't see them. I don't see them being buyers at all. But I think I think unless you know it's a it's a it's a minor depth move. Uh, I don't see them moving anybody unless they can get something good for them. I don't see yeah. them moving. I I don't think they would risk you know hurting the team a little bit uh, for playoffs uh, just for a third or fourth round draft pick. I agree. I agree. But um, I mean, it also depends, I think, too, how they do without him in the lineup. They're playing right. pretty well right now. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe he becomes expendable. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Friday at Seattle, 9 p.m. Sunday uh, versus Los Angeles at 1 p.m. I hate those 1 p.m. Sunday games. Yeah, those, uh, those are rough for me, too. Uh, Tuesday versus Columbus, 7 p.m. Uh, so, so with Seattle, LA, and Columbus, um, Blues could have a nice little streak here. Katrina Harlan again. Can I please have a link to hop in and get to the bottom of what you've done with Bill? <laughs> Why am I the one being accused? Uh, that's funny. Hey, speaking of accusations. And speaking of harassment, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's um, no laughing matter, but let's no, get it's to not. It. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. Wow, we got a doozy, um, which we talked about this uh, a number of times because it cropped up uh, big time in the news last year. But five uh, members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Championship team uh, told to surrender to London police. So over the past couple of days, two players, Carter Hart of the Flyers and uh, Dylan Dubé of the Flames, 
uh, had taken indefinite leaves of absence from their teams. Uh, Alex Formenton uh, left his Swiss team to return to Canada, according to the team's website. Michael McLeod and Cal Foote, who is Adam Foote's son, uh, who both played in New Jersey's last game on Monday, missed practice this morning, and the Devils have released a statement that they are taking leaves of absence from the team as well and declined to comment any further at this time. All of this was seemingly a prelude to the news this morning from the Globe and Mail that five players have been asked to surrender to London, Ontario Police in connection with the air investigation into the alleged incident in June of 2018 and will be charged with sexual assault. The five players have been given a deadline to report to the police, uh, which the deadline has not been made public, but usually it's a week or two. Uh, and, and But count them up. Hart, Dubé, Formenton, McLeod, Foot. That's five, guys. And, yeah, uh, and then so, after that, no more today have asked for a leave of absence. Right. So, so it's pretty clear. Common sense. You know, you put one and one together. Um, it seems like those five guys are the ones that are being uh, accused. Yeah, let's let's say alleged to, alleged, to cover sure. our bases I mean, here. Yeah, but well, I mean, right. I, I, did I not say allegedly? If I didn't, I'm sorry. I, uh, we might have, but I'm just but, uh, I'm just again saying it just in case. Yeah. So um, this this whole thing extends back to April 2022, when a woman filed a lawsuit against Hockey Canada, claiming she had been assaulted after a Hockey Canada event in London in June of 2018. Uh, Hockey Canada settled the lawsuit, but it came to light that not only had Hockey Canada settled other lawsuits concerning sexual assault from players on their teams, but they uh, that they had used members' fees to form a slush fund to settle the claims of sexual assault in particular. That's which is, we talked about this last year. Criminal. Bananas. Criminal. Bananas. Anyone who knew about that and didn't report it should be behind bars. So many people resigned uh, over this. Um, it, it, I mean, this is, this is interesting. And I think, you know, from what I've read, um, after a someone is charged with sexual assault, it's not uncommon for it to take years, like two to three years, before it ever goes to court for some reason. So that's according to uh, the, uh, some lawyers that were uh, uh, consulted uh, for an article I read on this subject. So I, apparently, uh, you, so but you know, buckle up. You're in for the long haul with this. Uh, apparently, with the uh, uh, these accusations, but uh, Carter Hart, probably the most notable player, I would say. Oh, of yeah. This, uh, yeah, especially uh, since he's kind of had a turnaround season, too. Right. And uh, someone said that, um, uh, I read this online that uh, in the social media, so take it for what it's worth, that the Flyers tried to trade Carter Hart last year because they knew this was coming. Yeah, I so, heard that. I heard that uh, that was, and again, this is speculation, but I heard from multiple sources that, he was one of the players possibly involved uh, with Philadelphia trying to trade Kevin Hayes and him to St. Louis. And they were trying to get Bennington back and they were like pitching it as a change of scenery type thing. Uh And it's like, no, I'm glad Armstrong didn't pull the trigger on that. How, how much of a douchebag GM because, because Robert Thomas was on that team. You have to wonder yeah. if maybe Armstrong went to Thomas even. Even if he if maybe he didn't even consider it, like I don't want to yeah. trade Bennington. But if he did, maybe he went to Thomas and said, Okay, 
Is there I anything mean, I have to know, I know about? You, yeah, I know you players. won't tell me specifically, but if I were to acquire Carter Hart, would that be a bad decision? You know, because you have to think Robert Thomas knows at least possibly who those people were because he was on that team. Yeah, right. I mean, if you know, players, uh, players talk, players know. I mean, you know, it goes mm-hmm. on on your own team. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is crazy. Um, I, and the victim is ready to testify in court, so there's no issue with that. Um, and a press conference is supposed to be held on February 5th with more details. And February 5th is about two weeks from when they uh, were asked to uh, yeah. turn themselves in, basically. And uh, so, and that that's the timeline they usually give one to two weeks for players to turn, for people to turn themselves in for this kind of for who are no longer who. And they the reason why they don't go out and arrest them, like drag them, uh, drag them to jail, is because uh, they don't feel that they are a threat to the public right now. So they're giving them an opportunity, uh, which is usually a week or two, to turn themselves in. So And that timeline pans out to be about February 5th for the uh, press conference. So that's it all, it all kind of falls in line with the players that asked for leave of absence and this timeline with the February 5th press conference. So February 5th will be very interesting. Yeah, so uh, Ken Morris, uh, he says the Hockey Canada payoff money came from kids' registration fees for minor hockey. Disgusting. Um, Yeah, and I'll say, like, as a guy who plays ice hockey, um, you for for certain leagues that you have to play in here, you do have to pay a fee every, I think it's every year, maybe every three years to USA Hockey, you know, because they are the ones that kind of provide officials and scorekeepers and in, in various leagues across us. So I imagine it's the same in Canada. So to see some of that money go to something like this is absolutely disgusting. Um, so I'm glad a lot. I think from what I've heard, most of those people are now outside of team of hockey Canada. Um, but yeah, this is, we've talked about this case many times. I'll just say, um, I hope justice is served. If these are the five men who were involved, um, I'm glad it's finally coming to light. Uh, and um, I will also say thank you to Rick Westhead of yeah. uh, Sports. Uh, what is he? Sports Illustrated? No, he's I thought it was TSN. TSN. I think TSN. It's TSN. You're right. Yeah. TSN. Uh, he's or, been all over yeah. this and not getting distracted news? from it. TSN or Hockey News? Is it TSN? I think he's TSN. Yeah, TSN. yeah you're right. Um, but yeah, I I, I want to uh, commend him. He, he's been phenomenal in covering this story. And I'll say, uh, the only thing I'll say about this too, uh, for those that maybe were following live when this came out, uh, was that yesterday or two days ago? Uh, that, that the London police had asked yesterday, wasn't it? Okay. So the NHL, uh, very, very weird how within minutes of this yeah. being reported, oh, wow. all of a sudden there's a buyer interested in Salt Lake City. Ah. Uh, who wants to bring an expansion franchise there? Let let's make sure we leak that to the media. That's not even and, new news. That that came you know, out. That, that that was rumored a while back. Well, it was an official letter, I guess that he right, had sent. right. But and it was, yeah, and it's know. like, oh, come, I mean, I get wanting to protect your product, but that that's that's sleazy as fuck. And I'm glad that there was many, uh, including uh, Frank Saravalli, uh, who's really not truly associated with the NHL, but he's very high up in terms of uh, press. Uh, He was one of the ones that called him out on it and said, basically, no, pay attention. 
to uh, what's going on in Hockey Canada. Um, just a, again, just fucking the NHL. Just if it wasn't for them being the best sport in the world, I would not pay attention to this league because they are so goddamn sleazy and worried about their own fucking money uh, to cover something like this up to help at least help cover this kind of shit up. Don't tell me that wasn't intentional. It's a shame that uh, what happened to them in the World Junior Championships this year. Isn't it? What a shame! Yeah, such a shame. Uh, there's a uh, there's a headline here for an article that uh, reads. Hockey Canada sexual assault scandal, a real shock to anyone who has never met a junior hockey player. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's, it's apparently a, I will tell you, I, I don't, um, I I will not name names here, but, um, when I was playing roller hockey back, geez, I was probably 2005, 2006. Um, we had a gentleman come down and, and, you know, I worked with him. He asked, Hey, I'm looking for a team roller or ice. I don't care. And we're like, yeah, join us. And he was phenomenal. And I found out about halfway through the season that he, uh, had just moved down from Canada. Um, and he was a world, uh, like a world, like he had a, you know, basically has like a, uh, uh, elite prospects page. Like he was playing on Brampton or something and he was phenomenal. And then all of a sudden when we found that out. We started asking him, oh, tell us about playing up there. What was it like? The horror stories we heard. I'm like, that's not what we were asking. Like, we don't want to know about your sescapades. <laughs> um, awful. Just an awful. And it's it's awful that it's part of hockey culture, it, but it's it a, just yeah. is. Well, watch you watch Youngblood. Yes. True. I mean, it sits in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Has anybody, I'll just say this. This was news to me today when I heard this. And I was. This was news to me five minutes before we started the show. Gobsmacked. <laughs> I, I, I heard about this earlier today. Uh, this was shared. My cousin shared this. Well, he didn't show this with me. He he told me about it. He heard it. And it was. I was like, what? Looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God. Um. So Mario Lemieux was in a hotel room. When then Minnesota North Star forward Dan Quinn, this and this is a, a, a season after he was with the Blues, uh, raped a 19-year-old woman. And this was back in 1992. Uh, and I'm not going to go through and read all the details, but uh, because it, don't. It, it's shocking. I would say um, um, I, don't, I don't know if I even want to link the story. You could probably look this up, though, right? Just, you know, search Mario Lemieux, Dan yeah. Quinn. Yeah. Uh, it'll uh, come up. Rape. <laughs> but it's, it, it, and Lemieux doesn't come off good in this story either. Uh, Lemieux, like, not tries to cover it up, help cover it up. But, I mean, he, like, uh, allows this to happen, right? Knows it's happening and allows it to happen and actually kind of, you know, uh, uh, stops her friend from stopping it. So, I mean, and Quinn was Quinn was arrested after this happened. After a short investigation, he was not charged. The North Stars released him for violating his contract as it contained a morality clause. And apparently they used a curfew violation to get out of his contract after this. And then he went on to play five more years in the NHL for uh, Ottawa, uh, L.A., Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I mean, look it up. Um, First of it, all, fuck 
Mr. Dan Quinn for many reasons outside of this story. Yeah, right. Exactly. Horrible hockey player. Suck it. You're terrible. Well, here, here is uh, bad. Yes. And uh, two, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, two, I, this is, this is grotesque. Um, and, and the sad thing is, and I'm sure it's, it's not just hockey. It's all over. It's, it's, it's everywhere. These kind of stories coming to light now because of, you know, the kind of movements we've seen in, in the, the community, it's sickening to hear that this kind of stuff was just allowed and like brushed under the rug. Like, ugh. I, I have a friend who, uh, uh, he's got a three-year-old girl and, and Kurt, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. That he's like, man, the shit that I used to say when I was a kid, if I would have known I was going to grow up and have a daughter, you know, and he's like, and now I hear all these terrible stories about like things that happened to women in the 60s, you know, and it's like, dude, not even the 60s, uh, fucking 20 years ago. It, 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 it is infuriating. Um, the behavior, uh, the entitlement that, you know, some that exists out there with some people, uh, you know, and Mario Lemieux is supposed to be this upstanding, classy, you know, guy. You know, NHL's Hall of one of the best ever. Um, you know, and he's sitting there. You know, they picked up some women, they took it back to the hotel room, and he's sleeping with one woman in one bed, and Quinn's uh, raping another girl in another bed when against her. You know, she doesn't want to be there. Um, and you know, Lemieux doesn't let her friend, you know, stop it. And oh God. The details uh, make you sick, and it's just sickening. And it's it's it makes you sick that that Quinn got away with it because they couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that it uh, it was not consensual, um, even though she said it wasn't. You know, so I am looking at a Mario Lemieux autographed picture that I've had since I was a young man, and uh, you're gonna give it away after, on the next show. After reading this story, <laughs> I want to take it down. That's and, and it's it's one of those you know don't meet your heroes things, right? You know, it's like you hear right. stuff like this come out, and it's I idolized that man, him and Chris Pronger. Uh, you know, Pronger won uh, Lemieux two growing up. That was that was who I loved and wanted to grow up and be. And it's like, you hear shit like this and it's, it just rips your fucking heart out. Cause it's just, why did I idolize this motherfucker? If these are true, which it, from well, all indications, yeah. this isn't alleged. This is true. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it based on, you know, what the witnesses are saying, you know, the, the girls there. I mean, I, I guess it, it's, it's proof is a hard thing with this unfortunately so i mean it is allegedly um but still i it, i mean the detail they go into it's like geez that's terrible yeah absolutely terrible so and she and you know she went to the the hospital to be checked out afterwards and everything so uh the officer said that he saw scratches on her and uh you know i mean there's evidence there i don't but whatever i don't know Tough to end the show like this. Tough to end the um, show like that. Yeah. Let's uh let's just let's just go back to next up for the blues. We got Friday in Seattle. Uh man, if they can on this uh, what do you call I, I guess you can't call Seattle part of the Western Canada road trip now, but it's pretty goddamn. Oh close. yeah. They're, it's they're it's what, a- like it's like a, an hour from the Canadian border. 
they're um, yeah, they're, Washington. I think they're part of, they're part of that trip now. So yeah. if they could come away with this with even five of six points, whoo, I'm I'm ecstatic. Sure. Um, they got uh, what is it? Uh, I lost it. Uh, Seattle, Los Angeles, and Columbus. So Seattle. Uh, 20, 18, and 9, 49 points. So they're battling the Blues. They're one point behind the Blues right now. So that's a big game. Uh, and then Los Angeles, which 53 points, 22, 14, and 9. Only three points out of the Blues. Uh, they do have a game in hand, though. Uh, and uh, uh, Kraken, the Kraken, uh, the Blues have a game in hand on the Kraken as well. So, And then Columbus, which... You know, Columbus uh, did hand it to the Blues earlier this season, so the Blues owe them one, and that's again the Blues should win, so for yep. sure. Yep. Oh, so, if, I mean, if they come away, let's just say these next three games: Seattle, Los Angeles, Columbus. Two out of three. Those, yeah, two out of three. I'm I'm happy. I'll be uh, happy two out of three. But man, you'd love to win all three because, I mean, based on the way you know teams are playing, you know that I mean they're they're and the way the Blues the Blues could beat them all. They 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 are capable of beating all three teams. So it'd be nice if they could get uh, three wins, but I'd be, I'd be happy with two. Like we talked about on the show, you know, if you win every two out of three, three out of four, you know, the rest of the way, you're a playoff team. Yep. Agreed. Uh, ready to shut her down? Earl? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'll just add for Katrina Harlan, who says she's from Wentzville. Um, <laughs> she is seems very concerned about Bill. He is fine. You do not need to worry about Bill. He's where was He's, this worry for me last week? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I guess Patrick Gilder's right. He's calling this the Northwest road trip now. <clears throat> yeah, that's probably more correct. But it's just you know we're so used to calling it the Western Canada trip. Well, I mean, if you if if you're gonna call Calgary part of the Western trip, you know Seattle has to be too. I mean, it's it's all west. You go north too; it's still yeah. west. He's right though. Northwest road trip. I think let's, that works. Let's not get too picky though. <laughs> okay, agree. <laughs> uh, splitting hairs. Uh, all right. Let's Go Blues Radio has brought to you, been brought to you in part by Rockin' That Idea Life. Uh, you can uh, con- you can contact my 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 copy is almost up here. You can contact uh, Dustin uh, by emailing him and get ten percent off at rockin'thatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Realtor Mike Burgoyne, give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060. For all of your home buying and selling needs, that's 314-753-4060. That will wrap up episode 16 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats. During the live show, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, for Jeff Ponder uh, and Bill Day, who we're all very concerned about. Uh, <laughs> until next time, everyone. Let's go Blues. Uh, thinking, channeling my uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day off. Uh, save Bill. Uh, let's go Blues. <laughs> and thank you, everybody. Great show. Great show. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.